Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 126 of Beard Artist the Podcast Adjunct Series. We are still out here in sunny Miami, Florida. It is glorious. Uh, Tiff and I just got back from Key West over the weekend. Always wanted to go down there. Beautiful drive. It's uh, just a glorious part of the world. Um, and this evening, I'm finally hanging out with a OG BOS guest. We have, uh, you guys, if you've been around, you know this gentleman. Uh, he's been on one of the most on actually the whole podcast, actually, because he even co-hosted a bunch with me, which we'll get into. Um, and he's actually going to do me a favor. And he's going to help me out with the ad read tonight, which is going to be way more fun than just me doing it. So first and foremost, please welcome the the, the most attractive man in Los Angeles. It is Tio Hunter of Crowns of Hops Brewery in the building. <laughs> like that, huh? The most attractive. Man in Los Angeles, I'm sure there are a lot of waiters and actors that would argue with you <laughs> on that fact. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with that one, bro. I'm gonna hold it down staunchly, <laughs> aggressively. Was cracked, JLS. Yes, welcome, bro. This is your third. We were just talking before, third time as a guest, and then you co-hosted. Mm. I think it was six times in LA in 2017. So uh, next appearance will be ten. You better get the embroidery and those jackets ready, man. I want to yep. be the first to get one. I'm going to make that happen now because I've always wanted a jacket like of one of our brands. So um, I'm excited. If anyone can do it, it's you. And we're going to get into that uh, this evening. But before we get into the good shit, we're going to talk about the sponsor. Because once again, this episode of BOS is brought to you by the lovely folks at Manscaped, Tio. And Tio is going to give his thoughts on the ad read as we go this evening. It's going to make it a lot more interesting, guys. So this is a little, I haven't got any new ad reads, so I feel like the, it's mildly dated, but spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the, <laughs> all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this new year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation of that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring. What do you think the code is to get the discount? Tin the seller. <laughs> A little simpler. B-A-O-S, but you were very close. Very close. Use the code B-A-O-S to get 20% off on free shipping at manscaped.com to you. What a, what a say deal. That again. I'm going to say Man it again. Manscaped.com. Oh. What a, what a 20. Isn't it beautiful? 20% like off. Should 20 for, what? Oh, and that's crazy. You need to manscape myself? Yeah. You can, Is there I, a, 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 a tutorial on partner manscaping? Hmm. I feel like if that isn't out, um, that could be something that using the code, the BAOS discount code for the 20% <laughs> off, that, that would be a phenomenal team player activity for manscaping. You know what? I think we might be onto something. I might have to pitch that to them. Yeah, man. I like this. You're a see. This is this is what I was today. I mean, it's like you know. I mean, it's 2023, brother. We you know got through COVID. Like like our partners know that we manscape. They right? do. They Come do. On. And now, what if you know you want to make sure that they know? What if what if you're incapacitated but bushy, and you need help? Hello, Lord knows I helped out in a, a couple of. Uh, Harry situation. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. 
Um, so, Tio, you know what it's time for? It's time to tame your mane, bro. With the beard hedger pro kit, the sun is peeking back out. Well, look, in the East Coast, uh, Northeast, you, you know, in Los Angeles, it's always peeking out. And that means, Tio, you're going to have to show your face in the daylight again. So use hey, hey. the kit to make your scruff look award-winning, whether you've got a glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks, buddy. Mm, yeah, I love, I love that. I think I, I, I tend to look more like a shaven gopher <laughs> when I eliminate my beard. So I think I'll go for the the the, the crisp cleanup with I like my manscaped tools. Well, uh, it's perfect. The beard hair well, broke it can do exactly that. Tool that you have right now in your hand. Yes, sir. That's the one. Look at it. Look at the oh, uh, beveled edges here that makes it nice. You know, you can just wrap your hands right around it, and oh, it's you, got. You, it fits in your hand perfectly. Oh, it's like I've done this before. And you know what, Tia? The kit starts off with the Beard Hedge, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary reel. This little guy here that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of add-ons. Isn't that you amazing? You have long hands, man. Long hands. i got long piano playing fingers, I'm telling you. <laughs> just, just go right around that beveled edge. That, that's, like, that's just incredible. gripping it. Like you the know, girth on this is perfect. Is, is when you're manscaping <clears> – <throat> See, I think one of the things that's cool about that is that it stays meant to stay in your hand because if you just have regular clippers and you're manscaping some nether regions, like the the grip on that can be pretty tough. Hold that up again. Oh, I'm holding. I got it right here, right here. So this is for the face, by the way. This is the Beard Hedger okay. Pro. I do have oh, the other one in the room though. Oh man, I, and it I'm looks almost identical. It. Just, just okay, so you but, know. So if I use BAOS. In the discount code, I get 20% off for this. And free shipping. Oh, that's man. Skepologist. Skep- <laughs> that's what. And you know what, Tia? There's a lot more. Do you see this kit? This kit right here? I got a lot Show of me. shit. I got a lot of shit. Let me tell you a bit more about it. It also comes with titanium coated T-blades that are tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to a single stroke efficiency. And you and I are busy men who really appreciate a single stroke efficiency. And it brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. Thoughts I would that. say Tiffany probably doesn't agree with the single stroke concept, <laughs> but I'm know, sure that uh, please her. You don't guess. That's okay. I want to make sure you had a moment to just chime in there. Now, Tia, the Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package, this little guy with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Okay. Now, Tia, the kit has liquid goods to make you feel Ooh. good. Starting with the beard oh. shampoo and conditioner, because mm-hmm. You can't treat your beard like you treat your pubes, Tia, at all. This is a conditioner. Look at it. Handy little container. Look at this. Beard shampoo. First of all, I don't know how I manage my pube situation, but I digress. You can share. This is, this is a safe space. Hey, you, know, you know what? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole technique. Different grade, different <laughs> gauge of hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would imagine that there's different liquids for all the different courses of hair. Can you talk about that? I would love to, um, you know, and, and because you can't treat your beard like you treat your pubes here, that's why the kid has a special shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs and replenish your beard's natural oils and promote beard health. And whilst I know you were referring to nether regions, the beard is a whole other different kind of hair coarseness. There we go. You know, so there we go. it was a very intelligent question to say beard juice. Yeah. What did you, did you say rejuicing the beard? Let's say I said that. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I said it, but I like that. I feel like I feel like it sounds healthy. <laughs> very healthy. I like a juicy beard. 
a juicy, yeah. healthy. No, like who wants a who wants a, a dried out, dilapidated beard? Ain't nobody wants that. I'll take a juicy beard any day of the week, bro. Especially in that California sun, that Florida sun, you know. Amen. Preach. Now, Tia, the Pro Kit also has Manscaped's beard oil, which also contributes to that juiciness. The nutrient-infused oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look. I mean, yeah. what more do you, you know? It, you know, that's a really underrated uh, uh, piece of, uh, of a product right there. When I tell you, uh, when I go on set or when I do anything to, to put that lavish beard oil in my uh, beard – um, to everything. I don't know something about the light, the way it picks it up. Like I don't have it on now, and and it, it doesn't look juicy. It it's not a juicy beard. beard. And you know, I, what I, need, fix I, need, that? I need to order that kit today. I, you know where you would order it? Manscaped.com. Twenty percent off, free shipping if you use the code BOS. It's it's crazy. It's just crazy. Done. They ship directly to you right in LA. Done. It's amazing. And All you right. know what else? Tia, you can cap it off with the beard balm. Beard balm. What? Wait, which, what? Exactly. It's a pomade that shapes, okay, styles, and on, moisturizes. Hold on. <clears throat> hold on let yes. me tell you. You could, you could go into the spill in a minute. Okay. I prefer beard balm over beard oil. Tell me why. I, something about it, it's not as greasy. That's true. Um, or it's not as oily, I think, I think is the case. It, I love the way you just kind of work it in your palm, you know, it, uh, and then you work it in your beard, and it just feels light. And mm. I, I don't know. I, I love beard balm. I, I, that's, man. You, 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 I might be with I'm you. Sold. Look, and you I get it all, and you got the choice. Maybe one day, maybe one uh, occasion calls for balm, and another occasion calls for oil. But either way, you got that beer Op- juice. Options. Options with Manscaped. And uh, basically what this beard balm is for those who don't know, because obviously you know very well, Tio, it's a pomade that shapes, styles, and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus from my homeland, rosemary and lavender essential oils. Isn't that crazy? Eucalyptus, eucalyptus, bro. The koala's food of choice, cuisine. So you're telling me if I have that beer bomb, then like koalas are just gonna descend from the eucalyptus trees and just like, like weep and joy, and just maybe come and lick your beard gently, non aggressively. That, that <laughs> you know, the they koala aggressive. <laughs> koala licks are the best. <laughs> and Tia, you know what this. There's one final thing I need to tell you about. And the Beard Hedge oh, Pro Kit, Tia, do you know what it also comes with? Do you know what it comes with? It comes with three, three free gifts, Tia. It's oh, a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure okay. your beard is ready to impress. My favorite, Tia, look at this beard brush. It looks like a shoe cleaning Ooh. thing. But look at it. Nice oh, fits in the palm. Fits in the palm perfectly. It's, it's rounded. And it, normally, normally I, I have my beard brush. You have a beard brush? You just keep around? No shit. Look at yep. that. Oh, look at us. We have the best we got the best beers yep. in any podcast in the game. I know. Oof. You know beard, beard maintenance is real, bro. It's very important. And we're coming up to the summer, you know. Man's going to be outside like that, you know. So yeah, that looks a top oh, it's just the the lines is perfect. Here it is, bro. So Tio, once again, I mean, look, you already know this. You know, mm. if you want to save 20% off and get free shipping at manscaped.com. B-A-O-S, B-A-O-S. in the discount code area. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to get Back. 20% off on free shipping. Doesn't matter where you're at. Doesn't matter. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedge Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. Thank you, Manscaped. Look at that. Let's give them a round of applause. I think. <laughs> now it's time for the podcast. You are uh, an expert. 
expert here at this. Just, Bro, that, that, that's what happens, man. It's it's when, a beautiful when, thing. It's when great. You get family building. Exactly, man. It's uh, and we go back. I mean, like people can listen to the old podcast with for the full story. We'll probably go into some of that today. But I really want to uh, talk a lot about what's happening because we had you on. Uh, I think it was around this time, so like April, May in 2020, because it was episode nine of this new adjunct series that we started doing virtually when we used to do them all in person. And uh, at the time, you guys were in a much much different uh, position the way you are now. So I'm really excited to to do it because you have like, there's so much has happened. Like literally you're like, right. you've got a physical space that's on the way. You've got a ton of different SKUs that are just regularly pumping out. And we're going to go through a bunch of those today because I think that's one of the main things that people are most excited about from Crowns of Hops is the the beers themselves that, um, you know, they known the brand from Dope and Dank to Crowns of Hops for so many years. And now they actually get to drink it. And I spent a night and I got litty drinking all of these in one night uh, last week. And it's uh, I'm very excited to get back into it. Tell us what we're starting with, bro. Yeah, man. Well, first of all, thank you, uh, C. Thank you, Tiffany. Um, yes, uh, we are starting with our flagship Pilsner, Atrial Pill. This is the beer that literally, I think... Um, it, it really bookends the movement um, and why our brand is bigger than beer. So uh, I'll just get right in. Or, yes. um, you know, I think it was really important for us also to uh, lead with a beer um, from a style standpoint that what a lot of people don't know, uh, most novice, but most beer connoisseurs um, appreciate is if you can nail a lager mm-hmm. clean, crisp, um, technically sound, uh, beautiful white fluffy head, um, uh, excellent carbonation, um, really just profiling the grain profile, uh, the, the, um, the process, the lagering time, um, that, that really answers a lot of questions that people may have about you as a brand, as a brewery and about your dedication to liquid. So we decided to pair this beer, this technically sound beer, uh, Atrial Pills with our movement, which is the Atrial Initiative, which we could get into um, a little later. But with no further ado to you, cheers, sir. Sir, cheers, my brother. Amazing to see you. Congrats on everything. Oh, man. It's been a long day. What's up, Steve? Hey. Oh, sorry. You're in the the thing. I, I, I see Tiffany in the background. She's in there. She's getting the fridge. Yes. Fun fact. It was not C, a.k.a. C4, that I met first. No. It was his incredible, brilliant, black woman, social media, digital genius of a partner that I met first. Because I would imagine she understood the power of algorithm that ultimately would be how we reach everybody nowadays with almost eight years ago. So shout out Fuck. to Tiffany, man. Yes. man. Can you give Tiffany a hand clap real quick? Let's man? give a Cliff a hand clap. Look at that. <laughs> Tiffany. Yeah. She is, uh, she is the actual best. And I, I vividly remember, I, I swear we must've told this story on the pod in a while, but you know what? It's been a minute, bro. So we can tell that shit again. We've probably got a whole bunch of different listeners now. And yeah, I remember it very well. Because it was 2015, if I'm not mistaken, when 
we had start just started the podcast and yep. Tiff had sort of been, you know, she'd been doing her liquid ha- X happiness thing. So it was like wine, beer, coffee, spirits. And she'd been sort of discovering just, you know, other black folks in beer and wine. Cause it's, you know, the, at the time it was a bit different now. You could probably Damn. speak to that better. Back then, yeah. bro, it was very few and far between. So for Tiffany, it was super excited. I remember her bro, showing bro, me we, stuff. We literally found each other in different countries. <clears throat> Yeah. Like if, if you think about the significance of that, when what we were doing in terms of showcasing premium beverage, um, showing ourselves with premium beverage and premium lifestyle, it was just so far and few between. The only time mm-hmm. you ever really saw it is when a big brand um, went out and got talent, you know, but you really didn't see <clears throat> the consumers really taking not only an appreciation, but but, but presenting that appreciation in a way that was curated, that was beautiful, that had incredible photography, content. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow um, Tiffany and I came across each other. And this is when I was, bro, I was building at the time the Black People Love Beer handle, <clears throat> which was our first handle. I mean, I was on that day and night. That was before I mean, Dope was, and Dank, specifically? That was before Dope and Dank. Yeah, oh, okay, Black okay, People okay. Love Beer was the original handle um, that we that, – that's how she found me. That's how a lot of people found us because we chose not to limp into social media with something so clever that you wouldn't understand what we wanted to talk about or what mm. we wanted to share or ultimately be influencing. So right. we literally just chose a handle that was a sentence – that hit to the core of what we wanted to talk about, um, which was diversity and black people in craft beer. And, um, you know, it, it was, it, it, I think it was a matter of <laughs> probably within a week, we were all either on a call or on something to where we um, were able to not only appreciate what we were doing respectively in our regions, but, um, but um, have a lot of fun almost immediately. It was very cool, man. And I mean, it's, it's been really, it's an honor to watch it, you know, to call you guys friends and to watch that journey from that real like genesis of what you've created and just to see the power of the community that's built around what you're doing in beer and the way that you've like the people, like you, people really look up to you guys and rightly so. And it's really cool to see that when people maybe will talk to us about y'all and they don't really know that we know y'all like that. And I'm like, man, this is cool as shit, bro. Like, it's just the full circle. And after I text you, so the, like, because I'm out here in Florida, I was able, it's a lot easier to get the beer. So you sent me some beer and I was texting you, hey, man, it arrived, I'm going to drink it tonight. And I was texting you as I was going and we got on the phone and you were like expressing, which I, I think is worth touching on being that we're cracking this beer first, that the pride that you had being able to finally really share all of your products that you've been working hard on so long with, with just the people around who care about the brand, who've yeah. been with the brand from the jump. I'd, I'd like love to hear your thoughts on that. Cause I just thought that was like a, I, I, I that's a, sounds like an amazing feeling. Well, well one, and, and if you don't mind me, see, I, I want to tell people that are listening right now, we're going to get into Benny and my journey um, in terms of how we became and made the leap from fans to, um, essentially saying we were going to open a craft brewery, um, raising money, um, 
two different iterations of raising money. Um, maybe I'll dabble a little bit in investors and ultimately where we're at right now, which is on the cusp of building out our space. Um, like I, I, I love kind of having a, a, an idea of what I stand to listen to, even though you're probably going to edit the hell out of this and no. your amazing editing capabilities. We don't touch this uh, shit, fam. We let, we let it roll. We want it to be raw yeah. dog, you know? Yeah, because one of the things I hate doing is listening to a podcast and getting nothing out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's good to listen to people, but like people, I'm sure at this point, have heard a lot about beer and diversity. What they haven't heard are strong positions on it. Mm. Uh, what they haven't heard are action items and expectations, you know, because ultimately – if we don't have that and we don't discuss those things, we're, we're just two people talking about something. And for generations, people have been talking about the lack of diversity in craft beer, but doing nothing. Mm. And I think that's what makes our brand more than a brand in some instances. Um, I think it's why it's important to a lot of people because Benny and I have had a position out the gate. Like from the beginning, we were like, sure. we are going to have a position. And, and we've always challenged each other on it. On 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 if what we were doing was going to soft, going to vanilla, going to wheat. We talked about this, I think, in that in that in the room uh, conversation when you uh, used the word zany. I think. <laughs> oh, and um, it was that shit was funny. in LA. Yeah, that was a, yeah. um, <laughs> the wacky zany <laughs> antics. <laughs> oh, that, podcast, that was a sick pod. That was episode like sixty eight of the original series. We did that in uh, in LA. I think it was in the, your office space, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I remember you gave us you. We drank Cali beer, and I brought beer from Canada for you guys. I think you had Bellwoods, and I had Monkish. You guys gave us my. It was just like that was dope because that was the first time with the four of us with Tiff and Benny and all in person and really like getting into it. But it, I think about that, bro. That was six years ago. That was like. Dope and Dank was Crowns Hops didn't exist yet. Yeah, no, it did not. Yeah, we, we were we were doing. I think you all even came and and just so people have an understanding of what we're talking about, uh, Benny and I had an Instagram handle, uh, Twitter handle, uh, all our social media was Black People Love Beer at that time. Mm -hmm. Once we realized that what we were doing was bigger than race, um, but that it was ultimately about also being stewards of culture and um, protectors of our culture and owners of our culture, because at the time what we were experiencing was um, a lot of brands uh, to include craft beer brands that weren't just borrowing and using culture as a way to show an ode or appreciation. They were making money off of mm -hmm. our culture whilst there was a lack of black and brown owners in that same industry. And for us, we saw that as a pretty significant issue. So we went from just being a social media entity to a lifestyle brand called Dope and Dank uh, to where we actually did uh, events. Um, I think you attended our beer crawl, uh, yes. which was pretty awesome. It was uh, in LA. That shit was nuts. It the, was the so NW fun. Oh, my God. It was a quick note on that, bro. The Sorry mm. to cut you off on this. I was wondering, Tiff and I have mentioned this specific thing on the pod like probably five times. The And RIP to Monkish Brewery, uh, Monkish, I'm sorry, not Monkish, Mumford. I saw Mumford. that, which was really sad. It, yeah. When we got to Mumford, we, I remember having this sort of revelation or not even epiphany as much, but like I remember stepping into the venue 
and looking mm. around, I think it was the second or third brewery on the trip because it started at Boomtown. And it yep. was, I remember looking yep. around that venue and there was every race, gender, uh, sexuality, probably yep. religion in this, in a relatively small brewery space. And I've never experienced that either before or since ever. Yeah. It was the yeah, most incredible thing. And shout out to uh, Todd and Peter Mumford um, and Tian as well. Todd's wife, um, they they had they had history in hip hop, right. like they they actually and 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 forgive me if I get this wrong, everybody, but you know I'm sure the bloggers will correct me. Um, they actually had a studio where Stones Throw Records would actually record, mm-hmm. and um, they, they have a very close relationship with hip hop and. Um, one of the things that we realized, um, Benny and I, with our brand and what we were doing is there were people out there that were and that are connected to the culture um, that do not look like us, that aren't black, that aren't brown, but have dedication and, and have shown commitment to the culture. And, um, you know, I think and, w- and when I say the culture, I mean, black and brown people that have been the creators of jazz, of hip hop, of R&B, of all the things that you cannot turn on your TV today and 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 not see associated with products, with people, with cinema, you name it. So when I say the culture, I'm speaking specifically about um, black people and brown people in this country. Um, so when people don't give attribute, um, when they don't acknowledge that the culture is something beyond something that they thought was a clever thing to throw in a can. Mm. Um, you know, that that's where we saw a huge opportunity for correction, for accountability, and also for a, a, a avenue to understand, okay, why is this industry not diverse? And a lot of it came on the, the it was really about accessibility and it was about, um, people understanding a pathway to ownership, which Benny and I are hoping to do with our example, um, which mm-hmm. has been a pretty incredible, you know, task. I think um, one of the things that you and T assist us, um, assisted us with, which was the completing of our first um, crowdfunding campaign. And I think that was probably the last time that we actually had a conversation on your podcast was, in the wake of completing that Indiegogo pe- play, uh, 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 campaign. Shout out to Indiegogo. Yeah. Um, and, and Lord knows we, we leaned on all those ads uh, on, on Facebook um, and every social media. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but I think that was crazy. The velocity, yeah, the velocity that we created on Facebook, uh, Meta, uh, Facebook at the time, and, um, and, and just with, with you all um, helping us understand what – consistent consistency actually was because let's be honest people hear it the word being consistent but to actually put consistency to practice is a lot of fucking work mm-hmm. it is it is it you know it's, it's funny when i hear nipsey hustle's dedication mm-hmm. you know hard work you know it it, it just like i think people just kind of just say the words and and hear the verse and don't sometimes really understand what that really means. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And and you and Tiffany absolutely not only understood what it meant, but you could communicate it to others and we were ready to receive it and apply it. And we were able to take down um, and complete that first Indiegogo campaign, which was pretty amazing. That was a great time, man. So I think y'all got from memories like 70 something K, 75 K out of like 5 K yep. of ads. 
in uh, and that was the first of multiple um crowdfunding and equity campaigns yep. that you guys did so I, I think there was the there was a british one and then an american only one sort of like you'd had like the worldwide yep. one and then um excuse me country specific yeah, ones so if i'm not mistaken so to be clear a little fun fact and a little uh, lesson that I, I i would love to share to anybody looking to do a crowdfunding campaign is consider shipping <laughs> we raised about seventy thousand, seventy-five thousand. We paid about fifteen to ten thousand in perks and shipping. Wow. Okay. Bro, so it wasn't built. It, it, was, it was probably one of the most gross miscalculations that we could have ever did. We, you know, we thought it, we budgeted like for the shirts and for the hats and for the glasses and everything. We did not budget for the boxes and for the postage to ship mm. to people all over the world yeah that's true bro yeah that shit ain't that's not cheap at all particularly when you're doing some things with weight i think the one that we got had like four glasses in it plus shirts so like i was like imagine the weight of that thing and then you had to pack you can't just throw a glass in the box you gotta pack that bad boy up um bubble wrap we didn't count for wrap. um so lesson um or a a nugget for all those that are preparing to, to fundraise um, do things that are light, uh, do things that I really have one size so that you don't have to do with a bunch of different sizes. So hats are great. Uh, glassware is great. Um, but consider shipping and shipping cost. <clears throat> that, that, that is a major factor, um, that I think a lot of people don't discuss. I mean, Indiegogo didn't even discuss it. I think at the time, um, right. or if they did, um, we, 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 did not focus on it as much as we should, but yes, we completed that. The um, overseas campaign um, in the UK was launched, uh, but we failed to raise. And in that campaign, if you don't make what your goal is, you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, one so too. one of the things that we did not understand at the time when we launched that campaign is that we were unable to use our American based social media to promote in the UK. Really? How, really? Do they, how do they check that? Do you mean like with ads or you mean? So, so when it is a equity offering or an offering for rules. equity in, in the different rules, mm-hmm. Indiegogo are a traditional crowdfunding platforms. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I'm not going to say it's like, a, you know, shoot from hip, whatever you want goes. Uh, there are rules in place, but when it comes down to equity, to SEC offerings, to anything that in, involves protecting people and their money. Um, th- there is a whole list of guidelines and lawyers needed in order to make sure that whatever you're doing is done in a way that is aligned with, with law. And mm. we, no one knew at the time until we were ready to launch that we weren't able to advertise to at that time, you know, our, 10, 15,000 plus followers, we had to create a new account that had zero followers. And, 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 that, and that was, <laughs> that's what we had to use in order to advertise our offering. And it failed miserably. Okay. Um, lesson learned, um, because what I will say is everything that we were prepared to do and, and, the, and, the, and the game planning that we were prepared to do almost a year and a half to two years prior um, in another country, we were able to apply to a successful equity crowdfunding campaign where we raised $1,070,000. American. Oh, yeah. 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 Y
fucking insane, dude. Crazy, uh, right? Insane. I, like, I, I don't think that can be overstated. And I think people who, the only people who can really understand the, like, what that means are the other people who have started a brewery before and had to get that money, whether it's from friends, family, fundraising, mm-hmm. banks, whatever, and then understand that you raised that. Was that an equity one? Oh, the equity. Equity. So we have over 1,400 equity stakeholders in Crowns and Ops. I think that's um, extra with, dope. Oh, super dope. Um, because that means for us, if you think about it, there are a lot of people that had to go to banks, that had to go to investors, that had to go to several traditional, more or less, ways of raising capital. Mm. We went to the community that believed in us um, to raise capital. And what that did was a couple of things. One, it allows us, it allowed us to start a process for actually building out and scaling what we were already doing, which was producing um, a shitload of beer for some incredible retailers and distributor partners that, that we have here in California and beyond. We work with Stone Brewing in Southern California and Breakthrough um, in uh, Northern California. Um, but we were able to scale. We were able to answer the call uh, for our products and also um, start the process of building out the space, um, which is so cool. incredible. But but again, we were able to do that with our community, with the same community that people, you know, when you talk about being an influencer, you know, I think one of the things, and, and a really good friend of mine, um, Chris Classic, um, dope, dope uh, follow, dope person to, to really follow if you uh, want to just, see someone who literally not only reinvented themselves, but also just um, creates incredible brands. Um, But one of the things that he said is, you know, if you call yourself an influencer, what are you influencing? What are you influential in? Like there has to be something other than likes. And, and for us um, influencing racial equity and craft beer. And thank God a lot of people also agree with our position there and put their dollars behind that influence. Um, and uh, and, that, and that, that's how we're still killing it today. Y'all were the first, it's incredible because to like, sh- to showcase an example of that, when we were running a crowdfunding campaign, we had access to all your social. I've never seen comments like that before. It was like annoying. Like I'm like, oh, Tio's living this life every day. Every time we posted, there was, ton yeah. like hundreds and hundreds of comments like it was it was essentially impossible to stay on top of like you yeah. even with instagram's um uh, uh what do you call it like you know you can only have so many actions in an hour like they just there wasn't enough uh, a bandwidth to be able to keep up with it and that really was the first time like i knew what you had done over the past say from that crowdfunding campaign you'd been around about four years i think and in that time that that for me was what really demonstrated like oh this is what they've done like i'd seen it from the outside and seen the comments and i would seen the way people respond and the things you share but when we were sharing to stories we were sort of doing that and responding to the comments and shit it was it was insane bro so you're right what you guys have done and tiff and i often use you guys as true examples of real and i hate that word influencer i i can't stand it it's so like it's it's been bastardized, I guess, and sort of overused and turned into something that like it's it doesn't really mean, I guess. And people go, yeah, I'm an influencer. Like you can't call yourself an influencer. It's so mm-hmm. it's so but you guys are beyond you guys are probably the the most perfect example of what you could because influencer marketing is a thing and there's creators that are influential, but I feel like because you guys are like 
are brewery owners that are influencers because you're influencing. Well, 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 we are. See, is is we're community organizers, you know. Mm. And if you, if you think about what we've done, we've organized our community as it relates to having a conversation around the lack of black people in craft beer. You know, we, um, there we go. I mean, if you think about just the, just the words community and organizing, there was no organization in the conversation around the lack of diversity in craft beer. There were people that were saying a lot of things, but there was no one saying, let's all come here and let's have a discussion and let's talk about it here. And we don't mind being the face of it. We don't mind you know, taking, taking the bullets, you know, Benny and I, like, you know, we always talk about our background in advertising and the entertainment industry as almost armoring us for what we would be exposed to. And a lot of it is, you know, a lot of harsh and a lot of disbelief and a lot of, um, not, um, not very flattering ways to address what your approach is. But, you know, if you're, if you're built for it, if you have been in scenarios your entire career to where you weren't the only black person in the room, you, you can, you know, you got tough skin, first of all. But then, two, you know how to speak up for yourself. You know how to hold your position without it being perceived as anything else other than an excellent position and a well-thought-out position and or response. And that's, that's, I think, one of the things that we're proud of um, is one of the things that we we're we're really proud to continue to do with our eight trill initiative, and I'll just talk about that Please. for a second. This yeah. uh, this can uh, this beer eight trill um, it was based off of a uh, it was inspired rather from a document that we read that was written by the W K Kellogg Foundation called the uh, Business Case for Racial Equity, and when we read that that document during the middle of the pandemic. You know, when we had a lot of time on our hands and then ultimately when George Floyd was murdered, um, it really gave us a, a new way to talk about diversity, inclusion and ultimately equity. Um, everybody was talking about diversity and inclusion, diversity and inclusion, diversity and inclusion. But everybody would kind of gloss over equity. And and I never really understood it. I don't think I ever took the time to understand it. Stand it. Um, but then when I read this document, they talked about the significance of equity mm-hmm. and what it meant to not just give someone a job, a black person a job in a white company, but to empower that black entrepreneur to hire other black people and individuals in his in, in, in their industry to train them up. And then they end up going into the workforce and inherently making the industry more diverse and inclusive. So, you know, equity is one of the most important things because ultimately it's a a tie that rises all ships. Um, so we really decided to, to uh, take a, a, a term out of, or a statement in this document that said, if we focused on racial equity in this country t- today, we stand to see $8 trillion to the national GDP. And that, that changed everything because all of a sudden it turned racial equity into an investment conversation for everybody. Like right. the GDP, that, that's, that means everybody is, is going up. Not just one person, not just black people, not just brown people, not just Mexicans, not just Asian people. Everybody goes up when you focus on racial equity. So um, our nonprofit has a fund uh, where through our collaborations, we took the position uh, starting this year that we would no longer do a collaboration unless proceeds went to our nonprofit. 
Um, we understand the power of our brand. We understand that uh, in some ways <laughs> or another that ultimately when you do a collaboration with, with Crowns and Hops or any black owned brand for that matter, you essentially get a black card and people were able to monetize that black card. And once we realized that that was a reality, we were like, okay, what are we doing in order to ensure that at some point there are black people that also can monetize their own country, their own mm. culture in an industry that ultimately hasn't created a pathway for that. And I think um, Lynn Weaver at Three Weavers had a really interesting visual that she created for people when she talked about the inequity. And she talked about everybody having an opportunity that there's some people that are standing on the ground. There's some people that are standing on the box, looking over a fence rather. There's some people standing on the ground trying to get over the fence. There's some people standing on the box hard looking over the fence. Then there's other people that are in a hole. And if everybody is given the same things, it doesn't matter. Like everybody is still rising at the same pace. If everybody has the same resources and there isn't any preference on getting people out of the hole. Mm. And what we uh, uncovered in 2020 is that black people in this country for the large part have been in a hole based off of systemic racism. So, um, yeah, our, our brand and, and our mission with ATRIL is to create this fund to raise capital to annually give grants to those in and around the, the, the craft beer industry uh, that That's identify awesome. with being black American. And uh, we also have an, an arm of the, uh, the nonprofit to where people can contribute. You know, so if you're Nike, if you're Patagonia, if you're, you know, if you're, you know, uh, kettles, chips, you know, that if you still see the benefit, um, if you're Manscaped, you know, if you see the benefit in <laughs> <laughs> racial equity, yeah. <laughs> of racial That's equity it. in the country, yes. you can contribute. You know, even if you don't have a brewery, you could still contribute to what, in our opinion, um, the beverage industry, the beer industry touches so many different different industries mm. i mean think about manscaped i mean i mean it's, it's kind of funny but using them as an example they literally have an entire industry of people that fuck with their product in craft beer because what are we known for for having it in beer best beards in the game damn right so it's like if you just think about what someone has the ability to impact even if you're not in beer industry by contributing to someone looking to increase racial equity in craft beer it's a it's a catalyst to rising uh a rising tide. Mm, I love that, man. The thank you for breaking that down because I remember when you dropped all this, I was following on. But no, it was I think it was a lot of gems in that and there's a lot of uh, a lot of gold. I wanted to ask, and this is kind of a, a bit of a dumb question, but did you choose just because we never actually discussed the beer itself, I just want to talk about like we're both basically nearly finished it. This thing is fantastic. Did you Thank choose you. the style because it rhymed? Like the trill pills, just a nice alliteration? No. no? Not you know, actually it just worked. Uh, I, I mean I mean literally I was we were reading this document and I was like, man, I was like you know, one, I always knew that we were going to do a lager. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't initially want to do a Pilsner. Um, but, you know, I knew we were going to do a lager of some sort. And uh, then when we stumbled across $8 trillion, or that stat, I'm like, man, you know, it was just me and Benny, you know, like we do everything. We were just kicking the name around. And I was like, man, A-Trill. You know, it, like that's, you know, that's a dope name. Let's just call it the A-Trill. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Atrial pills. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, it just, it just 
it just came together. I, I, I don't, I don't, Makes you know, sense. some things just happen. You know, m- most things when you are working in your, in your, um, um, in your authenticity, when you're working in what is your calling, that, that shit just comes together. See, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how to say outside of I've been in different industries and I've been in different professions. And it has felt like a tug of war, either with the people around me um, or with myself. More importantly, um, everything that we do in crowns—I mean, it just—it just either Flows. feels good, or it doesn't. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and it feels good, you know. And it felt good. Atrial pills felt good, and we we rolled with it. Um, hired an incredible artist, a gentleman by the name of Yupendo out of Watts, California, oh, yeah. and. Um, that's actually a pretty good segue uh, for another beer if you're open to it. I am. Uh, I am ready. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. But this is spectacular. Just really want to impress all of the other things that you've said tonight about all the other things that you guys are about. I feel like that's what people know Crowns of Hops for. And I think look at that beautiful, the gold on the glass, sexual. I think this is like the. F- and also, I just want to shout out the can here, the top of the can, sexual. You like that? That's how it makes me feel. I don't know what to tell you. The gold cap with the black pool tab, it's uh, uh, you know, it matches the gold text on the um on the can as well as obviously the the black art. It's details, man. This this experience is spectacular. And this was, to be honest, this was the main one I was looking forward to, and I was really happy that I was able to get a hold of this, man. It's uh it's brilliant. And I'm just want to really quickly say that I think it's so sick that. People have seen, maybe they came to the Dope and Dank events back in the day. They saw you transform into the brewery. They saw you sort of figuring it out. And we're going to get into the how you got to where you are, you know, from the different contracting and, and to, to where you're at now. But now they can experience Crowns and Hops. Like there's the message side. And obviously it's all a part of the same structure. But now it's a, it's, I feel like the message side can appeal to either a change some minds or it's going to be preaching to the choir. And now you mm-hmm. got the beard. Now, people might not know what this is. They're going to walk into a store and they're going to see, oh, what's this? This looks sick. It's gold can. Got like what the white and blah, blah, blah. It looks dope. They're going to drink it and then they're going to read the back and they're going to read about yep. the where it came from. They're going to learn something because they're going to be swept up by the product itself. And I think this is the next evolution of your brand. I think it's phenomenal. Yep. 100%, man. Thank you. Um, Love it. Like you, we, or like you mentioned when we started this conversation, to be able to give my friends a beer, to be able to give my my, my family um, a beer, um, it, 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 it you have no idea how amazing it is. I think um, you know I have I older daughters as well. Um, I have a, a 20, a 26 year old who is pregnant, so that means I'm going to be a granddad. <laughs> Grandpa to you, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Congrats, bro. Oh, my God. Coming in hot. Wow, Uh, Grandpa to you, you're not even 50. (laughs) I know, I know. Wow. Honestly, um, that's just spectacular. Yeah, and I I have twin daughters who are 23. Um, I would say probably one of the most interesting developments for me personally, um, was them understanding 
the culmination of everything that has happened over the past like seven, eight years because mm. they didn't get it. I mean, I barely got it, you know, <laughs> but, but, but once, once I did get it, you know, um, once Benny and I mean, and the same for Benny, like Benny, like I'm sure like there are people that looked at her, you know, as this incredible marketing and advertising executive, you know, from Beach by Dre, from McCann, from Sonos, from all these incredible experiential companies. And they looked at her like beer, like what? Like, you know, I don't get it. You know, no one, no one got it, you know, and it, it's very hard to get it if you weren't with us in 2015 to mm. see what the opportunity was. Yes. And, and, and not only did we experience everything that we had talked about up until this point, which was the lack of diversity, the movement, the, the, the equity position, but just putting on a different hat. No, 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 I'll actually put on a different hat. <laughs> putting on a different hat. Um, we, we, we as business people, like we as business people saw a huge opportunity, bro. Yeah, man. Like, like, it was like there was a point in time to where you could look up stock images for beer and not one image had a black face, had a black hand, had a had a black woman, nothing. Mm. Like, bro, this was this was eight years ago. Nothing. Maybe, maybe there was a one token black guy laughing way too hard in the corner of the freaking <laughs> image. But but outside of that, nothing. like like there was nothing. So Benny and I, we were like, wait a minute. We we're like, we looked at our industries and what we've done for several brands all over the world. And we were like, oh my God, like we can do something here. Like we can, like we could take our no big deal skills. And like a lot of people know, like Benny and I used to date. We stopped dating and literally the next week went back to work because we understood the opportunity that we had. We understood like what our no big deal skills were. We understood that we were like a yin and a yang. And that ultimately, if we focused on it and dedicated ourselves to it, we were going to kill it. And, um, and we, and we chose that. And best decision you ever made, my man. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's phenomenal. Shout out to the OCFCs. I, I don't know why I didn't get the hat. I got the t-shirt and I got the card. I have the card in my wallet and I, 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 the glassware. I got you home. I, I think you, I must have earned, picked the package. You've earned an OGFC card. Oh, I can't like, wait no, to get out there. Let's go. I, 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 I might even customize it for you and T. Let's, pff, dude. We can ma make a make a match the jacket. This looks better. I love that <laughs> hat, by the way. <laughs> Thank the, you, bro. Oh, I love it. Um, we definitely want to talk about the merch, but let's get that next beer. Uh, dopest. Dopest. Okay. And actually, it's cool. I, I want you. I want you to actually hold the dopest. Um, the I'm dopest. Gonna, uh, I'm gonna grab and, it. that fridge right there. Yeah. Keep keep good. talking to the people. I'll be two seconds. I'm you, okay. you, you'll see. Um, yep. One of the beat. Oh, what is that? I might go Usher. Watch this. Um, one of the cool things about the dopest is it's actually using um, the background art, the same background art that we have for uh, Atro Pills. And I can't Just even turn it. You know, I'm, I'm I'm looking at the screen and I can't. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, same. Trying to like figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but if you see that art, 
it's the same art. We just ultimately did kind of a reciprocal of, of the art um, for the dopest. Um, also, the dopest um, is uh, a portion of our new rebranding um, of our labels uh, just to do a little bit more brand continuity. So you have that nice little horizontal crowns and hops going. Uh, yeah. Bam. There it is. Woo! That looks sexy. I love that. Uh, so so uh, we'll get into the dopest. Go ahead and crack that bag, girl, open. You know what? I try and put in boy and girl sometimes, and sometimes it still sounds even fucked up. No, I, I would call a beer. I call everything a bad boy, but technically, like, I feel like beer, because in French, and I guess in Spanish, it's it's a female, like, it's las of, like, isn't it la cerveza and la bière? So it's it's in languages that have a gender. It is, so like, it makes it easier to be, like, I like it. I think it's okay still. I hope so. Well, uh, we have Motueka, uh, Eldorado, yes. and um, Citra hops. Uh, so uh, the aroma on this is um, one of my favorite things. Super tropical, stone fruit, almost um, almost a hint of pineapple that you're getting in there. Um, Eldorado is one of my favorite um, hops. Um, Great one. Yes, yeah, freaking incredible. Um, Underused. Yeah, people were coming up on it, and mm-hmm. I went to some OG Mosaic hops. I just crushed them up this year and was really happy with um, not only that that um, that that almost no-brainer tropical component that you get out of Mosaic, but also the dankness that I was getting out, out of it. it. It reminded me of, like, the original Mosaic beers that I fell in love with, mm-hmm. um, the dank, you know, that was kind of why dope and dank kind of came into into effect, and uh, you know, got the nice crowns and hops glassware uh, for this. I wish I had. I got. I wish I did. It. We did this at home. I would have all my glassware. God damn it! Yeah, I know. I have way too much glassware. Like, like, like. Cheers, sir. Cheers, my man. I'm excited. Yep, yep. Ooh, smells dank. But that aroma, you got to get it with the aroma. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the aroma is like people don't realize, and this this is actually truthful. You you taste eighty percent based off of what you are inhaling, what you are smelling, so and um, if you don't nail the aroma, then you are going to fail in the flavor. Facts. I think that's why I always, as I'm drinking, even once the can is empty, I'm always smelling the can. Always, yeah, particularly for so hoppy beers. This is great. Woo! Are you mm. man? That's money. So, so this, this beer. This is beautiful. So, by the way, the first one, actually, I think we forgot to even say the um, the eight trill is f- is it five even? Yeah, five percent. Five percent. And this is six point eight. And I think basically most of the beers that um, I have a six point eight, if I'm not mistaken. Which is that intentional? Um, it's a sweet spot for me. Um, okay. uh, like for me, um, uh, mouthfeel is a very important aspect of designing beers to me. And I love for me, for my IPAs, for my tart ales, for anything that's not a lager, I love to fall within a six and a half to 6.8. That's that's a really good sweet spot for me. I love um, the tongue tingle that you mm-hmm. get with it. I love the, the way that the it carries the, the flavor profile, um, but just a mild heat, of alcohol, if you will, mm-hmm. 
yep. on it. And, and to me, that that's just almost like a reminder of you're drinking a beer. Mm. You know, you're, you're drinking beer. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of session IPAs and se- session pale ales, if you will. Um, but uh, a I, nice I six, eight, seven percent beer is between pretty, six and seven sec- is the money zone. I, I say that all the time. I couldn't agree more. I feel like if it's a pay, I don't like it when it's like, I know this is dumb, but if it's called a session IPA, my interest is gone. If it's called a pale ale <laughs> and it's 5%, oh, it's yeah, supposed yeah. to be a pale ale. Don't give me a session IPA. Give me an IPA or give me a pale ale because a pale ale does the same thing. It's just a marketing purpose, I, I believe. But this is totally. like, I was very happy that all of the beers were in this zone because I also feel like whilst I lo- you know, love a good double, I, the night finishes a lot quicker when you rock those. And- this is, I was able to get through four of your beers. I was pretty lit, but I was able to, you know, comfortably and enjoy them all and be able to really like appreciate all the flavors. And this is, this is really dope, man. The, the body like is phenomenal. It's super creamy. It's got all of those yep. descriptors, lots of citrus, um, kind of papaya, um, Ooh. like citrus, okay. yeah, so like orange specifically. But the it's so that that dankness that often comes with the, and I know that you're a big West Coast IPA guy, and I'm seeing that as like a consistent thing because the next beer we'll be able to talk about that a bit more. But I see that dankness, which I guess is the El Dorado, uh, as you as you mentioned. So this is, it just comes together really well. It's like, would you say then that this is this a, re- a good representation of where New England IPAs are at on the West Coast right now? One hundred percent. Okay. This, this, this I, w- I would almost call this a West Coast drinking hazy IPA. Huh. So then um, we, we keep going. Go ahead. I was going to say, no, what no, would be gonna... the difference then? I'll, I'll go. <laughs> what would be the difference between? <laughs> I know, right? That's the only downside of the uh, the internet conversations. What would be the difference between? a typical, say, East Coast um, New England IPA and then, say, a West Coast Hazy IPA the, from uh, from a brewer's um, perspective? I would, I would say the West Coast Hazy IPA producers um, are not afraid of the dank. Yeah. They're not afraid of the hop signature, um, where I think um, – and, and this, 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 you know, super humble opinion that there are those that study this shit – far more than I do. Um, but based off of my experience, um, you know, I feel that there are times where the hot profile is muted, uh, to appease to the demographic of those that don't like hoppy beers. Um, that's weird. Be, be, being in, 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 on the West coast, being in California, being in LA, um, you know, with our, our, our big sisters up there in the Bay area, like we fucking love our hops, bro. Like we mm-hmm. got we got Yakima Valley just north of us. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you have access to just these beautiful, fragrant, pungent, resiny hops, the last thing you want to do is subdue them and not right. give them an opportunity to shine. So um, one of the things that I think um, is prominent about our hazy IPAs is our carbonation level as well. Um, mm-hmm. We tend to go a little higher. Um, on our carb, um, again, I love the entire experience, huh. um, specifically what's happening on your palate and how the the flavor profile is traveling through 
your 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 uh, your palate and 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 your nostrils and um, you know throughout your entire uh, your entire mouth. So um, carbonation aids in that, um, but ultimately we still are able to capture based off of ingredients, based off of you know oats and wheat and and elements that really help to provide that creamy mouthfeel and that sensation. We're able to couple that with just a very specific hop signature, which I think a lot of breweries on the West Coast have started to become more comfortable with and not to lean away from. Um, I'll be honest with you, bro. I almost fell into that space of not wanting hoppy, dank beers. Hmm. And, uh, you know, to, to, change? to keep it 100. Yeah, keep it 100. I, 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 yeah, I didn't keep it 100. And when I realized that I was not drinking my own beers as much as I was drinking the beers that I'm describing to you right now, I realized we had to do an immediate change. It was costly. Um, you know, there are lots of cans, um, all really solid beers, but they weren't the beers that, in my opinion, spoke to a point of differentiation and everything that I'm telling you about that I'm excited about. You know, um, I'm excited about the dopest. You know, it's called the dopest for a fucking reason. You know what I'm saying? And and we we wanted to make sure that it hit on all those marks. Interesting. And hearing you say all this, I'm starting to uh, maybe it's starting to click a little bit. And I've heard someone say this before, and now I get it. Um, someone was saying uh, that the East Coast, the hazy IPAs are typically a little sweeter and probably lower carb, like you said. Um, a lot of them don't lean into the dank for sure. Mm. So they're kind of more that sort of like murky haze where it looks like straight like yellow milk, I guess. <laughs> And a little more just straight. That sounds enough. terrible. I know. It sounds terrible. But goddamn, it's sounds, good, right? Hey, would you like a glass of yellow milk, please? Yes. Yes, I, have, yes, I, I would. It's sour. Is it, <laughs> is it flat yellow milk? Mm. I'll take it. Oh, best yellow milk I've ever had. And it's bro, like, bro, I, that's fascinating. Yes. Bro, I love, I love drinking beer, dude. Mm. Preach. I love drinking beer. I love drinking beer. It's the best, isn't it? I love drinking beer. So uh, I'm not going to go as far as to be like, man, I'm a beer beer. I love drinking beer beer. And see, and this is how you tell that C and T are starting to get a little faded. When T.O. starts doing all of his voices. <laughs> Zany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one of my favorites to this day. Oh, my God. I looked at uh, that shit the other day. I think it was on your birthday I reposted that shit. You did. Oh, my God. It was, it was brilliant. God, it was a good fucking time. It's it's fascinating to hear all this though. This is it's really dope though. Like pun intended, the dopest. The, to, the dopest. Some might say, "Oh, that could be a good episode name." I'm writing that. Uh, I'm writing the ideas down as we go. The is, yeah, man. It's it's. I think this is great because, like, once again, we're talking through the beers as as we're drinking them and and talking about the. It's not the, not about the beers. It's like the. I feel like this is like the evolution of the brewery now. This is like this whole new era that people can get to try this stuff and really see what, you know, now you're actually the man making the stuff. Like you're actually doing this. I, right? I, I respectfully work with a phenomenal team of brewers that also help me ex execute these beers. I build the recipes. Um, okay. I build many of the aspects 
that the beer ultimately will take on in terms of characteristics. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I can't, I can't without, you know, I, I have to honor the people in those brew houses. Um, of they do a phenomenal job of, of executing our beers. Um, they, we, we, we evolve and we change and we alter and we shift if it's not there. Um, and just to give you um, some context, uh, the the base of this beer I would call BPLB, um, mm. but we were able to take BPLB, which was Mosaic, uh, Motueka, excuse me, Motueka, Citra, and Eldorado. I was able to take out something that I felt didn't speak to everything that I described this beer to be. Mm. Um, that, in my opinion, could really be a a, a way of showcasing how our region interprets this style of beer. Mm. I feel like we've accomplished that with this iteration of this particular beer, um, which isn't foreign. You know, you know, I think most people probably stay with a, a base or a yeast or a, a grain bill or a hot profile, and then they, they work it out. Um, but what we achieved on the dopest is one of the reasons why it is now the core, which is a really interesting conversation uh, flip, if you will, which is, Please kind of how we struggled with uh, our flagship BPLB. Yeah, I was about uh, to say, BPLB. why the change? Yes. So BPLB, um, as most people know, was the very first beer that we brewed, um, which stood for black people love beer, brown people love beer, um, has been our flagship hazy IPA for almost two years now. It's still in our core, um, but I, I like to refer to the dopest and Atro as our flagship because they're repre- they represent who and where we are today. Right. Um, the BPLB, uh, as dope and as instrumental as it has been, it is probably one of the most difficult beers to remember the name of. Hmm. If you're not black and you're not brown and or you have just learned about who we are, the thought that you are going to remember BPLB is almost slim to none. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a restaurant and seen the acronym spelled wrong. PLBP, LPBP, like, I mean, I've seen everything. I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, you know, but 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 if it's on a on a tap, if it's, you know, if it's on a handle, like, how is anybody how is it going to register if they're just looking on a menu? You know, most people are just like giving a hazy IPA. You know, or do you have a hazy? And the last thing you want as a brewery owner who your sole goal is to sell liquid is for people not to remember the name of your liquid. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's like a losing battle. That I mean, th- that's when Benny and I had to really take a step back and say, okay, do we want BPLB in the world? And are we pushing this as our core beer because we want it to be or because it is? And when we looked at all these facts of that it just wasn't taking root regardless of it being a beautiful beer, it was undeniable. And um, I think kind of like the um, – and I will say BPLB is not going anywhere. It will still be there. When we when we brew it at the brewery or when we uh, open a brewery, like that shit will be flowing from at least two to three taps, BPLB, BPLB, DDH, and DIPA. Um, okay. But um, as it relates to the beer in our world – uh, the dopest really kind of had to take that front seat, dude. Yeah. When yeah. you when you put it like that, and like I think this is one thing people forget about beer is that it's a, a business primarily. And if 
there's going to be some sticking points about that. And if you're noticing the, you know, bars and stuff aren't treating it right, like even if it's just, you know, I, I understand BPLB, it is a similar, you know, a lot of the letters sound the same when you say this shit. So I, I do get it to a degree, but also I get annoyed at the lack of attention to detail of everybody on earth right now anyway. So it's like, this is just makes so much more sense. And I feel like it's, like you said, it's probably an easier smoother introduction to the brand as opposed to something like that. They can come to the, like to me, and this is a question and a statement, I guess to me, I think all the products you've got now are are pre-introducing everybody in all the different markets where you ship. I know you ship nationwide, which is incredible as that, as that is Um, uh, introducing people to the brand. And once the brewery actually opens, then they can get the true crowns and hops experience with all of the variants. I know the one of the sours we're going to drink uh, later. There's multiple versions of that, and you know I'm sure you probably have a million, like you said, your three versions of the BPLB on tap, blah blah blah. So I think that's sort of like, is that sort of the intention where maybe the 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 flagships and these core beers are establishing the brand, and when you get the brew pub, then you hit them with the the fun shit. I think. One of the things that we have the luxury of doing, you know, it's a blessing and a curse because I think most people, if they brew a beer and it bombs, they can just pour it in their tap room. You know what I'm saying? They could just, you know, they got the luxury of just putting that shit in kegs and putting it in the cooler and just when it goes, it goes. Yeah. Like we don't have that luxury. We rely completely on our distribution chain, um, our distribution partner rather, and our retailers. So we, we have to make sure we almost approach every one of these brands as like its own entity. Like, what? how will this be successful? The first time we launched Mama's Keys, we were like so clever with the label that we put a bunch of keys on it. And we had like little pieces of wisdom on each key and stuff. But the problem was no one knew it was a fucking key lime tart ale. Mm. So you just had this beautiful can sitting on shelves that no one knew was a key lime tardel. Right. And, uh, you know, at the time it was a ghost. But um, we take these releases as opportunities to, one, understand what the consumer is going to remember, um, especially if it's a beautiful recipe. The last thing we want to do is put a terrible brand with a beautiful recipe. Mm. And... Uh, you know, it's exactly. And, um, it's something that we've, you know, been learning and, and getting our footing in. So ultimately to your point, when we do open a space, you know, the goal will be like, you can hear LA coming alive. Hey, let's go. Hope they're okay. Yeah. But by the way, shit, man, we don't know what's going on. It could be, (laughs) it could be someone ripped and the cops will just freaking (laughs) set it off over here. Uh, right now, I'm uh, right off of Crenshaw Boulevard and Martin Luther King. Let's go. Uh, in the Baltimore District, Crenshaw District of Los Angeles. Um, Is that so Shout out 60s? to everybody. Sorry. A little, little, little further, <laughs> little little further south. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the, the 40s. Okay. Different. Yeah, MLK and Crenshaw. A little bit okay. different. Okay. I love it. Uh, but shout out to everybody, everybody on the block, man. It, it, we love this neighborhood and everyone in it so much, you know, which is why we believe that they deserve their own pub, their own brew pub. You know, people forget that pub is an abbreviation for public house. And if there are no public houses 
in communities that um, that ultimately need an opportunity to gather and to conspire and to work together and to meet their neighbors. Um, we see Crowns Inglewood is ultimately being an extension of everyone's living room. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I love that, man. It's so important. And you I like know, when you do that. I like when you mm, love I just, that. Do you like that? I'm just soaking like it up. <laughs> I'm soaking up the wisdom, bro. <laughs> the f- mm-hmm. Hey, if my man's just dropping okay. knowledge, I'm going to give him a hmm, you know? I feel like hey, he deserves quick, so, that. <laughs> so, so let, let's switch this up because this, I mean, this is you and me talking. Like it's, we, like we, we're just hanging out. When, when, we, when we talk first, we have like some of the most inappropriate shit ever <laughs> that we will not bring up on this podcast. No. But, but like, I love you. I love you. See, like you I are my you, dude. Um, and From time. So I, can ask you, I, gotta, I gotta ask you a couple of questions, bro. Your floor is you yours. You didn't think I was going to ask some questions to you, did you? Uh, I kind of not surprised in hindsight, but I didn't think because about I it. Well, we haven't caught up for a minute, like at, at this length. So I imagine there's probably uh, I've still got more for you. Trust me, but yeah, man, let's take a let's take a, a, a Tio. Tio's now the host. Let's fucking go, Grandpa Tio. Tiff, Tio's going to be so a grandpa. I'm just telling Tiffany right now. Tio's going to be a <laughs> grandfather. She's pausing her show. Tio yeah. is about to be a grandfather this year. What? Grandpa oh, Tio. I know, isn't that cute? He's like, so, so, for all the, so for all the listeners, my daughter is about to be 27. She has been married for four years and lives in a beautiful home in Spokane, Washington. So, Oh, she's in Washington. Okay. Shouts to Rachel Dulles, though. Exactly. Oh, you can hear. He can hear. Yes. Okay. So he's saying his daughter, his oldest daughter, is uh, about to be 27. She's currently pregnant. Is she drew this year? No, next year. Next year, I'm sorry. Oh, 2024, next Tia's a girl. Well, she's due next year. Well, it's year. April, so. one baby and you're already a grandkid. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, that means your your son and your grandson are going to be very similar ages. Yeah, they're going to be Yep, they're going to be like, what up, nephew? <laughs> and he's going to be one. It's like takeoff in Quavo. All right. Rest in peace. Man. <laughs> Bro, like, you know what? I went down, like, the rabbit hole. I didn't even know, like, Offset was, like, suing their label and everything. That was, like, some whole drama. I did not it's know crazy. it was crazy. Honestly, I've never. I, I imagine you're probably not. They're not. We're not their target market. But take. I. I am actually was very, very, very sad about Takeoff because I had the Quavo and Takeoff album. I actually listened to that multiple times, and I've always been a vocal, uh, uh, unpro- opposite. I, I've, I've disliked Migos aggressively, but then that yeah. album Takeoff was like significantly outshining everybody. And yeah. the being, and then really looking at him, just a quiet, chill guy, just doing his thing. And he's the one who got caught up in some fuck shit. And now his uncle and his cousin are fighting. It's just, it's just really sad, bro. Like it's, like it was really, really sad. And I was way sadder about that than I thought I would be. Um, yeah. Rest in peace, man. That shit's fucked up. Terrible. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, hip hop, man. Um, Most dangerous. Uh, you know, the, the cool thing job. about what you and I represent. Sorry, keep going. Oh, did I freeze? Yeah, we froze for a second, yeah. <laughs> You're back. You're back. It's zany. Okay, I'm back. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't do anything zany there. <laughs> Don't you even. Later, you, you will. Give me that. Um, be a right, four. So question for you, bro. Yeah, bro. Uh, when, when we met, um, and I think in the last conversation that we had, like you were doing a lot 
with beer and other shit. And I remember the, the evolution of that. It was like really almost like, you know, this really, you, you know, you had different iterations of partners and individuals. But one of the things that I was most excited about was you doing beer collaborations. Yes. So like I had an opportunity to have a get it in ya. Get it in ya. Get that in ya. Get it in ya. Um, Put it in ya. Are you doing another collab or doing collaborations? Like, like, talk to me about your your your. Is, is that in the, in the in the stars? Like, I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah, man, we've done about twenty, I think now. Um, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, I've done so many. Um, we've been doing mostly in Quebec. I've got get it in. Uh, like, you know what? I don't know if I should I say this now. I'll tell you off air. I got uh, something along. Something happening with the you know, the original Get It In because Get It In You was our first canned collab. I'd done other collabs before then. Since then, we've done a ton. Um, mostly in Quebec. The Quebec folks really love the collabs. I got something coming with. Uh, how much can I say about all this shit? Actually, well, you know, I guess it's not a big deal. Oh, drop, drop at least two. I'll drop some. Okay, okay, okay. So in a punk. Stop being a chump. I can I can tease it now because I guess not everyone's had. So get it in you was the first one with Sawdust City, which is a brewery in Muskoka in the in the um. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was the green can with, with you and a homie on it, right? With me and Scotty on there. So we're doing two point this summer. So okay. that is How uh is that is up. Yeah, Scotty's great, man. I speak to Scotty all the time, like almost every day. He's got two beautiful children and a wife. He's uh stack of money doing his thing doesn't really drink a lot of beer these days but he's still one of my closest friends so uh it's all love with scotty he's a he's a beautiful man bro what up scotty what up scotty you sad bet he doesn't even listen to that motherfucker i'm gonna tell him (laughs) um so we did that so we have 2.0 dropping this summer uh which we've discussed i'm very excited i was trying to get it in time for the five-year anniversary which would have been this february but it didn't work out so we're doing it in the summer the other one we have come in, uh, and five this is some years, five years from that one, I guess. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Oh, I guess okay. the first collab would have been 2017 with Helm in Montreal. So then we have, there's a brewery in Gatineau, Quebec called Sankiem Baron. So 5E, like fifth Baron. And you just said a whole lot of words. A whole lot of French stuff. Like, brain, bro. I know, right? It's it's a lot. But we have a collab with them finally coming up for their uh, fifth, their third anniversary, uh, which is I'm super excited about because it's an Aussie beer. And them, I'll tell you, I have to tell you about them. We have a, you know, you were talking Aussie about beer in Canada. Yeah, an Australian style. It's not the first time it's been. It's the third one that I'm aware of now. There's actually one. Okay. That's dropping through our nonprofit, which I haven't. I don't think I've ever told you about our nonprofit, but no, you have. I, I have. I mean, We've spoken briefly about it, but I, I would love to get more into it. With me now being the host and you being the <laughs> interviewee, like I'm, I'm very interested in hoping that you can delve into it. I would. Bit. I would love to tell you about it. I, I can keep going about yeah. the collabs, but I think there might be some opportunities to see if we can cross promote all of our shit together and see if there's something because we essentially have the exact same mission. Oh, oh, I trill all fucking day. So, yeah, we, 
It's okay. But yeah, we have a, we had a bunch of collabs, man. We, we've been doing a lot of collabs over the years and the collabs have been a lot of fun. Um, I not always effort the brew days because, you know, during COVID, to be honest, there was probably more collabs than beforehand. And I guess that was, there was a restriction, obviously, on the travel. Canada was a little uh, more strict on all of the rules and bullshit during that time. So we weren't able to sort of go to places, but we did collabs in like Quebec City and fucking, yeah, in Montreal, a bunch. So, we, you know, we did... A, the smooth with the brewery called Kanawaki is the first brewery on a native Canadian reserve in Canada. So called Kanawaki. Yep. And we did two different smoothie sours with them. We did one, which is really funny is the first one was called shelf of Bicky. And it's an, I won't say it on air what it means, but it's an Aussie saying that is absolutely fucking mind blowing to me that we got that on a beer can. Cause you say that to an Aussie, and they'd be like, and there's a beer called that? That's pretty crazy. So it flew under the radar. You know, a couple other things you Aussies say that uh, you should get your ass. <laughs> Yo, imagine putting that on a can. Woo, crowds of hops. XBAOS, C-Bomb. Uh, bl- blank juice. Woo, <laughs> 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 woo. Oh, people who know, you know what the hell we're talking about here. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, man, we, we've done some collabs. Um, so, we out here. So, so, so it almost goes without saying, like, we are we are going to have a fucking collab. Like, we are, like, that yes, shit is please. going to It is going to happen. Um, it's a matter of whenever it's ready, we are ready, sir. I, I know you've got a lot happening, but when the time is right, you say the word, it would be an honor and a privilege. Bro, one of the things that... Um, that I miss the most about being in the influencer space is trying so many beers. Yes. Um, that, that was something that, that I not only enjoyed from the tasting of beers, but just the meeting of people like, like the people that we've met. I mean, like you met a lot of my friends that I've met from traveling and just being a fan of the industry and just building relationships with. Mm. And that would be probably one of the things that, that sucks the most about ownership is that you are so committed to your brand, your IP and everything going on that you can't really just be that social beer butterfly anymore. So I got to ask like what right now is killing it for you? Like top, top two or three in the States and top two or three in Canada for you right now? That's a fun question. Okay, very easy. In Canada, the top three would be Badlands Brewing. So I was talking to him today. Shout out to Troy. He makes the best haze arguably in the in the world, according to other friends of Tommy. Well, Badlands, apparently. And I... I'm no, starting. no, 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 I'm saying, oh, what, what, what makes it? Oh, what hey. makes it? I'm sorry, I think you said who. What makes it? So with him, it's, you know, we we're just talking before about that sort of like the the milky yellow, the yellow milk. He does a more yellow milk style haze, definitely on the sweeter side. Okay. Um, there's a okay. little, there's a dankness to his stuff though. It, I'd have to almost try it side by side because I've been to the States a bunch recently. I haven't been drinking as much Canadian beer because I always bring too much back and I can't, I got to get through the American stuff first. So I haven't had his this year as much as I had last year, but there's like a, um, there's always like a dankness that real, like, you know, it's very, uh, it's sweeter, very, very tropical and citrusy. Um, Mm. 
very consistent um, across the board. It's always like you drink it and you're like in a very aromatic, like you mentioned earlier, which is they're super important. They're out of uh, a place called Caledon, Ontario. So they're about an hour from where I live now in, in Hamilton. Okay. And um, they are except on a farm. And literally his front door is like <laughs> meters from where people come and drink. It's crazy. So it's his wife's parents' farm. Um, what's, and what's, what's, what's a meter? A meter is three feet <laughs> for Americans. Thank you. Hey, we're in the States. I have to I have to learn too. I have to learn too. I still have to learn Fahrenheit for degrees. I know Fahrenheit for oven. Put that bitch on 400. Let's go. But I don't know what it is hey, outside. 425. Um, another one in Canada. And I'm telling you, these are, you should definitely check the, all of these people out because I feel like you'd really enjoy them. I'm taking notes. You're taking notes. Okay. So Badlands Brewing. Because, because, because guess what you're going to be sending me when you get back? Some motherfucking Canadian beer. I owe you some. Let's go. Badlands. Who else? Third Moon. And they are based out of Milton, Ontario. They're, pardon? Great name. Great name. So they have a real like their their art is super cool. It's very like lots of skulls and crazy shit. Um, of course, the name like fucking Third Moon. Of course, it, it, it fits. So Bebo, the brewer from Third Moon, he's from Chicago actually, but he's been in Canada a long time. He's the one who told me the Badlands uh, make the best haze in the world, and Third Moon are very very like the those two are basically equal for me they do everything so badlands do almost exclusively haze with a bit of crispies and a bit of uh stouts third yeah. moon do uh, basically kind of all the things that you would anticipate that smoothie sours crazy pastry stouts barrel aged stuff barley wine pilsners slushy machine yeah. all the f- okay, yeah. yep so third moon and then the third one which is something that i think you might like is a brewery called godspeed and they're in Toronto. They're about they just down the street from where my brother lives. They have their brewer is an impeccable dude from Quebec who does some of the best Czech pilsners I've ever had. They have a bunch of Luca taps. Um, they're one of my favorite places to visit. They have an authentic Japanese chef there, so they have these real fire Japanese food yes, with Luca what? taps with all these crazy like. It's not crazy. It's actually the most traditional shit. They actually got a, I don't know what it's called. It's not a fooder, but it's like a huge pitch lined barrel made by the dudes at Pilsner Urkel for them, shipped over, and they actually oh. age the beer in this wood, this wooden barrel. For, it's it's insane how good this shit is. So, like, oh, I'm so jealous of you right now. Man. I can get you some of that, no problem. And they're wonderful people, um, great, great folks, and the beer is just disgusting. So, those are probably my top three in Canada. Now, the estates, and this is what made me kind of interesting. The last three years since COVID, we didn't travel. One, because we couldn't, and then two, because I didn't really want to until everything has like went back to normal because I wasn't interested in going to places where everyone's in fucking lab suits and plexiglass or, everywhere. Or, or, just scared, you know. I mean, it's, you can just a, say that. You, you I'm just, a pussy hoe. I'm a pussy hoe. You, you just put it out there. You scared. I was. I'm scared. You know what? Not scared. anymore. I'm out here. I'm fucking out here. I'm outside, Tio. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's you. You in the states now. You out here. I'm out here. I understand. You know, catch me outside. How about it? How about it? I'm in Florida. Okay. Come on, man. Come on, Oh, tell them. I feel like you need to be out here. You're, you are Florida man, maybe. I don't know. 
American breweries. Okay, my favorite right now. Okay, because I could. I guess my point is, I haven't tried as much. I haven't been. You know, I was drinking a ton of American beer always. I went to Rochester and Buffalo in February, and then I've been. We went down the East Coast, and we've been in Florida for the last couple of weeks, and we're going to still be here another another couple of weeks, and we're going to go back up. So, my favorite brewery so far, and I I'd been there before, but Triple Cross. Let me let me give you a disclaimer, please. You say so many beer. I'm only asking you for your favorite breweries of this quarter. Of this quarter. Okay, sick. I got you. That's easy. Because I'm, I'm well aware of what's that, fine. that might be. Yeah, and Sorry. it can change as things go. So Triple Crossing in Richmond, Virginia. Shouts to Eric uh, Jackson from Capsule, who was working there. So I swang by on the way down because we went. I, oh, I know Eric because of you. Eric is the man. So we posted from the parking lot of triple crossing. And then he ran outside he said, and we had already left. I didn't know he were, I forgot that he worked there. So I picked up a case of triple crossing and I am enamored with their stuff. I got all their crispies and I got one for, I got all the rest, all like Hellas, their pill pathway pills and their Czech dark lager. And then I just got a double IPA. All of them are so now, deeply. Now, ex- now when, you, when you say crispies, are you talking about lagers? Yes. And Sorry. West Coast or what? No, just lagers. Crispy boys are lagers specifically. Yes, I'm sorry. That's the that's the way the Canadians refer to it. Do you guys not say that? You, you no? might have it. No, no, no. We we do. Like like yeah. I describe my beers, my lagers, and my pilsners and my Italian pilsners as uh, crispy. So you Make you it. are correct about West Coast though. I see what you're saying, but West Coast, I would call it a West Coast specifically because it's an IPA. Word. So triple crossing. Um, I got to what else was super fire. Um. Other half in general, I hadn't been to other half, but I went to the one in Buffalo and Rochester. Who? Other half. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Wow. You're cultured. You know how to, you know how people talk. You know. Wow. So other half were, were definitely just a lot of fun. I just think they're fun as shit. I love that they what do everything. What about talk, talk to me about other half? Why? I love their um, I love their branding first and foremost. I love that they've expanded everywhere. I love that it's easier to get this stuff that used to. I used to have to go to fucking Brooklyn and and grab. I've been there like four times. Every single time we go to New York, I'll go to other half. But now Buffalo is fifty minutes from where I live. It's closer for me to drive to Buffalo than it is to drive to Toronto. It's fucking crazy. Wow! By and the way, shout yes. Out, shout out to the homie Jerez and uh, Breezy. Um, oh, she does uh, brew for them. I know her because she used to brew for Indy, and she was your homie in in LA. Yeah, guess you made that introduction. Of course, it was you, motherfucker. You know everybody. To use the man who doesn't he know? Uh, and the third brewery. Okay, so Rochester's become a real favorite of mine. Eh? Rochester, New York is is really? really yeah. I'm surprised at how dope it is. So. I'm so impressed, and I've got all my homies know everybody, but my boy works at a brewery called Mortalis. Are you familiar with them? Uh, No, but it sounds cool. Okay, so Mortalis are really big with their stouts and their smoothies primarily. They do like haze and crispies and stuff, but their smoothie sours are unlike anything I've ever had, and their uh, stouts are phenomenal. Have you had the Hudson Valley? I've got ales and sours? Yes, I had the brunch ales. I actually got some from Rochester. I've got one still at home in the fridge that I should have brought with me, but I knew I'd be drinking American beer, so I didn't. But yeah, very impressed by Hudson Valley as well, but I haven't had their proper smoothies. I have a a question for you, bro. Talk to me. Not to interrupt, but to interrupt. Um, It's your podcast. We're drinking drinking beer on this podcast, and Mm -hmm. I um, 
am not going to disrespect this uh, podcast by peeing in one of these empty vessels. You go so do that. Do I'll have, hold it down. Do you have anybody you need to plug in this process uh, as they look at the top of this? Uh... Ad break. Okay. <laughs> you be back in a second. But yeah, guys. Uh, lots of fire beer, but uh, like honestly, I'm I'm so deeply impressed with Tia. Like I know he's my homie, so I'll, and I've known him for so long, like eight years in the game. He's been in like I I, I don't want to like gas him up too much on here, but I'm really impressed. Like I had a night where uh, I drank four of the. He sent me five different beers. I drank four of the five beers. I was like just blown away with them, and I know they don't even have their space yet. So it's it's really cool to be able to showcase these beers and what he's doing. And we've still got a couple more to go. I know we're sort of yapping a lot because we're friends and we're just fucking around. But um, yeah, like genuinely, like no bullshit. I, I tell him and I know he listens and understands, but I don't want to like keep telling him how good the stuff is. I'm just so impressed. Now, from what I understand, they're able to ship to basically the entire continental United States. I don't know about like the other you know, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, anything like that. But at least within the States are able to ship. They have a distributor that's able to do that. So I would highly recommend if you're able to do that, you can jump on crownsofhops.com. You're able to order these beers. Uh, the pills are spectacular. And it's just like such a nice experience drinking them. Like knowing how much work they put into the labels and the branding of everything. It's It's just really 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 impressive and because i've seen the journey and if you guys have been listening for a while you would have you know heard them on the pod a bunch and heard us talk about them and just being really proud of them man and it's uh it's something that i would highly encourage everybody to get we still got a couple more beers to get to but they're just fantastic i'm like i'm really enjoying drinking them and i, I was like oh i'm not gonna i was telling him earlier off air i was like i'm not gonna get through all of them um on the pod because you know you're gonna get too lit if you try and drink four beers and two hours or so but i'm kind of like pushing i'm trying to just crushing them because i'm just enjoying them so much because they're so well done so i definitely want to get into that more with you but yes crownsandhops.com if you want to go order i know they ship everywhere so uh if you're in the states and you want to give these a try crownsandhops.com shipping all across the u.s i've just been promoting you for the last fucking two minutes i appreciate that OG. hey man i i love it i love it a lot it's spectacular so which brewer have you been drinking anything aside from Crowns and Hops fucking gorgeous, spectacular beer that you have enjoyed? Or are you basically what you were saying was you haven't really had as much opportunity no, to do no, that? No, I've, I've gotten I've gotten a few. Um I would be remiss by not calling out um my friends and families at Urban Roots in Sacramento. Cool. Um one of the only other black owned breweries in the state, in the country. No shit. Um, their, their head brewer, not a black guy, but an incredible human being, Peter Hoey, um, probably does some of the most incredible beer uh, in the state. Um, there That's is cool. a small brewery out of San Luis Obispo that has one of the coolest names in the game. Am I frozen again? No, I'm listening. Like Ursula? No, no um, you've seen it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, there does not exist. There does not exist. There does not exist. That's cool, man. They, they, they are doing. But <laughs> here's a funny fucking story, though. I knew about them, but oh, wow. I didn't know where they were. And um, I was taking a trip up to San Luis Obispo, which is like Central California, 
And um, someone was like, hey, I, you know, one of my one of my guys who I work with, John Carpenter, is actually building a distillery up there. And he's like, yo, you know, you should stop by there. It does not exist. And I'm like, wait a minute. They're here? And he's like, bro, they're like right down the street. And I'm oh, like, shit. Fucking there. Bro, I go there, meet one of the owners and the head brewers. And forgot the name of his own brewery. Said, talking to him about his brewery. <laughs> That's a fucking hard ass name. That's a hard ass name. I was like, "Yo, it's, it's such a such an honor to be here." It does not there do. <laughs> and he was like, "There does not exist." I'm like, "Fuck!" Like, damn it, damn it. Let me drinking, bro. Just give me a break. Yeah, yo, this shit looks I, killer. I was, this is fire. I didn't. Drink, I didn't drink at all. <laughs> oh, and still well then. Name. <laughs> um, no, but, but I was trying to hook you up. <laughs> this is no, they're, cool, they're man. Yeah, they're they're just not just as fucking fire. Um, and um, I got some check pills and shit, bro. Good for them. I just uh, followed. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, who the fuck else? Um, who else you fucking with, man? I mean, I mean, you know me, man. Highland Park is always high on the list for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people kind of have their their obvious. Uh, for me, Highland Park is always kind of like a true north. You know, if if you if you tell me I got to load my refrigerator with one brewery in Southern California, is probably going to be Highland Park. Really? Because, I didn't uh, know you thought that much, that highly. That's cool. And, they get yeah, everything fired. Yeah. Up. yeah. Bob Bob Kuntz um, and his team and his wife Tiffany, um, they, they just do they just do a lot. They're generous with their time and with their Good resources, and they brew fucking great beer. Hell and, yeah! And not just across like one style, but you know, I think I think I probably learned from them what it meant to kind of not necessarily brew what you what you love and brew what you want, but to brew and stay true to your signature. Mm. And and I think that's kind of been the Crowns and Hops experience, um, which ideally will be a nice segue to the next beer. I was about um, to say, we're going to hit that. Yeah, man. Inglewood Sun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. yeah. West Coast time. Do you want to talk Damn to him right. while I just walk those three steps to the fridge? Oh, <laughs> Inglewood Sun, baby. <sighs> Um, oh, so, so as Tell you go grab the can, I'm sure it'll look much better on your screen than it does my screen of Legos. Is um, Inglewood Sun is I call a correction for us. Um, I talked about just that idea of really just being 100 as it relates to the beers that we make at Crowns and Knots Brewing Company. Uh, hold it there, hold it there. It hasn't. It there hasn't. We fu- there we go. Uh, look at that can. I got to spin this. Yeah, it's a bit of a return to the beers that I absolutely run to when I know they're available. Um, So this is West Coast IPA straight down the middle of the plate. Um, There's nothing. There's nothing. I'm not hiding anything um, uh, with adjuncts. Um, It is 100% two-row. Um, Carafoam, um, Strata, Simcoe, and uh, Chinook Hops, uh, Crystal Clear, and Dank as Fuck. And um, th- this is the style of beer that, um, and, and as you can see, 
I got it in OG glass. Oh, that dope and dank classic. Yep, yep. Um, uh, oh, yes. Let me just get a couple quick but, shots. But, but to me, th- this is the beer that that I, I always reach for in my fridge. Like when 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 I've had a couple, or even when I'm looking for my first, I'm typically reaching for a West Coast IPA and something that isn't um, uh, uh, that isn't. Uh, that doesn't incorporate specialty malts that doesn't have hops that, that won't be specific. Um, we really leaned into Simcoe. Um, this harvest of, of Simcoe hops that we chose for this particular beer are just incredible. And, um, you know, it's a uh, Inglewood sun. It is a love letter to, um, to the West coast um, in terms of the actual region and the native people of Inglewood and South LA, hence Inglewood Sun, and also to the characteristics of the West Coast IPA that I love, which are bright, um, hoppy, dank, resiny, you know, all those things to me are indicative of the sun. So hence Inglewood Sun. And the last thing is that uh, the artwork is Art Deco, um, which leads me to the space that we're building um, is in an Art Deco protected region of Inglewood. Um, and we wanted to start to incorporate some of those Art Deco elements um, into our artwork so that when we open, people kind of have an understanding of what we were going for, um, us showing an appreciation for the original residents of Inglewood, largely black and brown people that that, that have a beautiful community, even without... Uh, the induction of like new developments like the SoFi Stadium and a new Intuit Dome. Inglewood is beautiful. And this is a beer dedicated to the city and the style. Well said, my West bro. Coast. Cheers. West Coast, get that in you, Matt. I love this beer. Uh, dude, this shit is spectacular. And wh- I love hearing you talk about West Coast. And you've always been in my head when I'm – when I think about West Coast, pause, because you you really have always loved them. You've been really heavy into them. Something that uh, a few of my well, – I have a co-host in Canada. I'm a shout out to Nathan. He's been co-hosting a lot of episodes with me. And him and I specifically have been aggressively getting into West Coast over the last probably year or so. Yeah, the, it's, 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 a, it's a trend. It's coming it's back. It's coming it's, back, babe. It's coming back. West Coast, bro. And I was extremely excited – that you were excited about this because I'm like, oh, if you were amped out of all the beers that you you sent, this was the one that you were like, oh, this is the fucking one, you know. And I was yeah, extra excited about it. Um, and it's spectacular. It's also in the uh, it's six point eight percent in that money zone. Um, yep. It's you know great SRM crystal clear. This glass I got like Airbnb glasses. I don't have my proper shit, but it's super it's sexy though, man. Yeah, I appreciate looks- your Airbnb glass. It, it almost looks like um. Uh, no, I'm gonna fuck this up. Uh, it's not the oh, hell. Is the Rodenbach, the Rodenbach glasses, like those, like the tall, thin. They're a little thinner yes, at the top. Yes. Yeah, yeah. What yes, are they called? They- Lem- what are they called? I don't know what they're called. No, I don't know. But but what style is that traditionally for? Is it like, uh, no, like that. No, 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 I don't think so. I don't think it's for a lager. It's um, like Rodenbach, like Flanders red. Nah, I'm talking about another another glass. A different thing. Okay, maybe yeah. I'm uh, something else I'm not thinking of. 
But it's uh, got these little, it's like an, I'm pretty sure it's Ikea. I'm, I'm totally tripping. It's like a Lambic glass that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is basically the same as the Rodenbach one. So I think the Roden, okay. if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. And I think it's like, these are very small little rivets. I think they're a little larger, but it's the same thing. And they have a little, uh, this is quite wide. And I think it lets the aromatics out a little too fast, um, which is why I keep smelling the can to kind of like punch me in the face a bit. Um, But then this is fantastic. And I see, and this is, I mean, look, it's cool. You talk about art deco because we're here in uh, Miami and uh, lots of art deco out here. And it's, this is, I was, as you were just before you were talking about like, this is, this is such a gorgeous can, man. Just like the the gold outline of the 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 title of the beer, and that it's just it's so attractive. It's yep. so shout fucking out, nice. Shout out to our designer um, uh, Matt Taylor uh, for Matt Varnish. You know, one of the things that we realized we I remember Matt. Some yeah, some bro. To our beers because our our beer names and our artwork is so unique that we needed to bring it and a line of continuity yeah um we've been working really hard it is a tough project to try not to fuck up a a a uh an aesthetic that people know you from but then also continue to evolve it um but the sun series will be dedicated to just incredible neighborhoods in la and south la in a region that just have had an incredible um amount of influence uh, your favorite word on culture, on <laughs> LA culture, um, and and ultimately that that speaks to why we're putting a brewery in an area that does not have one. It's the coolest shit in the world that you're doing it there, and I definitely want to get into that. Um, obviously, we're uh, watching Insecure, the final <clears throat> ser- ser- series, and all the stuff about Inglewood in there and stuff, and I'm just like. I feel like that series, and I know you have a personal relationship with Issa and her brother, and it's so – I was like, yo, this is like – they are romanticizing Inglewood and really setting it up, obviously, from the cultural perspective. But then you mentioned all the other big things like Sophia with the uh, Super Bowl last year and, and all this type of stuff. Like you guys opening in Inglewood is – is no sm- – like, like let's be real. Like it's not a, it's not a small deal. This is some serious yeah. shit. No, it's. I mean, we're walking distance from the uh, the form, from SoFi, from the new Clippers into a dome. Um, you know, there's there's a lot to be proud about as it, as it relates to our proximity to the developing Inglewood. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, to be honest, it was really important for us to also to be connected to a neighborhood. So right, right. as much it's a real as Exactly. You know, we're talking, bro, Benny and I walked like a mile radius um, of our brewery and introduced ourselves and talked about what our plan was, what we wanted to do. And we were really happy and excited to know that the majority of the people in the region that we are putting this brewery are homeowners. They own their property. So when, you know, you have a lot of people that, feel like they're either getting displaced because of the um, the the momentum and, and, and what, what a brewery brings to the community, we are ultimately bringing value to homeowners who have been in their properties and who have been excited to pass their properties on to their family members and keep it in, in there to continue to build generational wealth. 
So we're excited to be a part of that. We're excited to be the catalyst for those who want to also do that for their own communities, which brings us back to a trail. You know, the whole point of a trail is what can we do to help someone do what we're doing in our own neighborhood? Like I, I cannot, I cannot. And, and, and as silly as it might sound or is like, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know a word. I'm, you know, the beer bubbles are, are starting to <laughs> make my vocabulary uh, disappear, but it happens. And in in a hundred years, no one's going to give a fuck about crowns and ops. No one's going to remember crowns and ops. You know, um, what what someone is going to remember is that they had a local pub that they felt safe in that was reflective of them and how they spoke and who they are and their family and that someone remembered their name when they walked in the door. Mm. Our responsibility is to make sure that that continues to happen in communities that have never felt that. Mm. Like that shit is fucking cool when you walk into a, a, a craft brewery or a bar, and I know it sounds cheesy, like a che- uh, like a Cheers line. But when everybody knows your name, when you walk in that spot, that is a dope spot for you to bring your best friend or your old mate to, or or your, your first date to, or whatever. Like that feeling, yeah. like this is mine's too, is mm. something that's missing. So pride. you know that that's it's pride, and it's mm. and it's uh, and it's equity. Yeah. You know, that, that, that is equity. Everybody should be able to feel that feeling, mm. you know, that, that that's the psychological aspect of, of equity. Dude, that's fucking fire. It's just, it's just the coolest shit. Like I, I'm trying to, I was saying when you went to the bathroom, I was like, I don't want to gas you up too much. I just love everything. It's just so sick. It's so fucking sick. Cause you're like this close now to the, 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 the dream being realized. Man. And, and I just, it's like, you know, when you see the homie, like, grinding from day one it's been eight fucking years man like and just seeing in beer like i almost it's almost you weird do. for me to know someone in beer for eight years like <laughs> like i mean but 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 also when, when it comes down to you and me is the business of beer is yeah. the business in the ecosystem around beer as well because that, that that like i think there are a lot of people that wonder how to turn their love for something into a business Mm. And you and I have both, you know, between also having our incredible partners and Benny and Tiffany, um, that they, you know, we've been able to take our no big deal skills, whether it's you being an MC and a, and a, and a Mike God, um, uh, and, and translating that into being a mouthpiece for something in, in a way that people would normally, or ra- rather would find a pathway to, oh shit, he's dropping breadcrumbs so that I can live in my truth and live in my in, in my dream. Mm. Like to make money in your dream, oh my God, bro. I had Optimus. to I quit my job and work minimum wage at a brewery as a seller person. That shit was I felt like a failure, dude. I it felt like a failure. Step one to where you're at now because you were willing to give everything up. Yep. Particularly, yep. and, and that's why it's extra inspiring because you didn't do it at 22. You probably did it in your late 30s or early 40s or some shit. 40s, yeah. So that's even that's even better though because it shows that yep. like it doesn't matter how old you are. Like you can have a successful career in other things, like you said, in entertainment and, and all of this stuff. And Benny was very successful in marketing and then be able to be like, you know what? I need nine, by the way. Say that again. <laughs> I said Benny is twenty nine. 
29, if anyone asks. That's what I'm not, I definitely was not speaking on Benny's age. I never would ever, ever do that, ever, ever, ever. Just love you, Benny. It's like, it's just so cool to see y'all do that and to sort of like, it's almost like, it's an interesting thing, right? Because I've been talking to a bunch of my rapper friends recently who was similar age as me. And we've been all been rapping for, I've been rapping for 21 years, putting out music for 21 years, right? Obviously, we never got famous off rapping. Now, obviously, that's everyone's goal and, and, and whatever. And it's very difficult to take away the identity of being a rapper and your whole you know, I left my family and left my, I went to another continent for rap and it didn't pan out how I wanted it to. However, I found multiple other avenues that were working so I can still do the music, but like to, I don't have any like ulterior motive anymore, but I know that. Well, the, which leads me to my next question. Mm. Is there another C album dropping? For sure. Me and my brother are working on a group album. So we we got that coming, you know. What I mean, we in the uh, we in the building, you know. It's not it, it'll never stop, and that's the beauty of it, right? Yo, like the- yo, you dropped an album that was like so fucking political and so freaking passionate about like what the fuck was going on. I was like, damn. I was listening to it the other day. I was like, goddamn, bro. Like you you swung for the fences on that shit, dude. Thank you, said the last one, relentless. Probably, yeah. I guess that was like that. It's, but it's it's so difficult. But when you think about it, right? I appreciate, and and it's almost like the individual, like you saying something kind about the album means more now because before, what I wanted was this whole thing, you know, like a a, a career from making music. But when I started doing it the way that things are now, it, it was very different. Back then you had to get a deal. There was no other way to do it. You had to be major. You, you couldn't do anything independently. Then as things change and maybe it didn't work out because it doesn't work out for 99.9999% of people, mm-hmm. I, you have to come to terms with the fact that like, and I'm saying this in a good way, that I'm going to keep doing music and I would rather like 50 people be like hit me and be like, yo, this shit is like, I appreciate this. This is great. As opposed to, Hundred thousand people hit you, but then the other elements, the other parts that we're doing. That hundred thousand number sounds like some loot. It would be well, yes, but the chances of that happening are slim to none. If you got to be realistic about stuff, I have gray beard. I'm not making music that is palatable to the radio. It it wouldn't pop off on a ten second TikTok type of shit because it's thoughtful and long form. Just like your beers are thoughtful. Just like these podcasts are thoughtful conversations. Just like the high season information is real information that helps people grow. I feel like I would rather contribute oh, something. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. The, the high season what? The high season content, the course that we're here in Miami filming and writing, the free stuff we put online can help you build and grow your business. And the impact we're having is real. And it's working in a way that Preach. maybe the music never worked. And it's because it's it's just unfortunate. It is what it is. But I guess what I'm saying is you can – reconcile that within yourself and be like, I can keep fucking with the music on the, you know, I can keep doing that with no pressure, but these other things are moving the needle. So let's lean into that. But you even took the risk and stopped something that you had going because you went to follow your passion and then that shit is working. And you went, you had to go from like up here to be like, I'm going to be a seller person for minimum wage when 
I've been doing, I've been making all this money and doing all this stuff for years. So that speaks to your passion that you've been able to just follow what you really wanted to do and what worked and where you're making your impact. And like you said, how easy everything came to you Bro, when you were is, doing is it, crowns of hops. It, it, it's a tough path to follow something that you know you're meant to do, hmm. but the world says that you're foolish for following it or even your family or your friends say that you're man, bro, you have no idea how many times I pitched this crowds and ops concept to friends and family that were like, mm, I don't know, bro. Like, I, mm, like, I don't know. You, you like, you're doing pretty good in entertainment. You, you're doing pretty good slanging them DVD sleeves. Like maybe you should stick, stick to that, you know? And, and bro, I'll never forget just sitting at my desk and just staring at my phone, knowing damn well I needed to make calls, you know, to accounts or whatever it was. And I couldn't do it, man. I could not do it. Um, way to disguise your burp that no one knows like that. that was burp. You ever just burp into the microphone like Ugh. Not yet, because this this is relatively new. So I try to go to the side because it's not very you gotta talk into it. So I can kind of disguise it on the side, but I try to be slick and it wasn't slick enough because you're a man who knows a burp when he sees one. <laughs> yes, I do know. It's a burp. the Inglewood sun that's uh, just hitting me right in the soul. These glorious West is. Coast IPAs, six point eight percent available man, all across California, and you can even order it online at crownsofhops.com. But anyway, I digress. Continue. Order this online. Not yet. Not yet, but, but you um, will be before. You, otherwise, you get on a motherfucking flight. It's cheap in the states. You get across. You get to. Oh. <laughs> Uh, hey, like, um, keep talking. I'm going to change the battery. Yep. So another uh, fun fact that a lot of people don't know that is absolute, absolutely downloadable is um, Mr. C allowed me an opportunity to live a dream that I never even thought would come to fruition, which is fucking crazy as hell. So when you bust that 16, God love. All of the incredible MCs and all of the dope rappers that are on this planet, I understand that your craft is 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 more than just a hobby, that it is your craft. But this motherfucker C allowed me to jump on a incredible track called Hazy with him and a couple remix. other cats. Um, it was a pretty fucking incredible. That shit was fucking cool, dude. I was like, like I, I, I still geek out. I, I, I don't know if I, I geek out like as big as like you are like my family or my daughters, but it's like I can like go to like a streaming service and hear a fucking verse that I fucking drop. Like that's fucking crazy to me. Thank you for that, dude. Like, oh, thank as, you. As, as someone who loves hip hop, as someone who loves music, like, um, you know, even though you look like a, an artist that would be playing some Krungenbin music or something, that's fine. <laughs> Shots um, they're good. They're fucking incredible. Um, I wish. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's that was a, a cool pleasure. experience to uh, be on a track with you C. You killed it, man. Were you going to go back to C4? I thought C4 was, was clever. 
It was it was it was my old graffiti tag when I was like fifteen. I know, and that's why I was like, "Oh, my name's Craig," and you call it C four, like the thing, but I spell it weird and blah blah blah. And then it just like, yeah, <laughs> see, Dio Zaini. <laughs> that's called my third beer. Uh, I, you know, what? that's another thing. I cannot drink all day like I used to. No, nope, you're thought- old. You're a grandfather. <laughs> I knew <it> was <laughs> and I mean that with love and, uh, and admiration Thanks. and respect. Thanks. Like, absolutely, as always. Thank you, C4. You're always so explosive <laughs> with the compliments. You know I love exploding compliments all over you, but <laughs> you would get off track. Enter the interesting part of the cut. <laughs> when T.O.'s hat goes a little... A little, a little sideways. Cock, a little cocked to the side. Yeah. On, you know on the feet. vibes. You know the vibes. You know I love a bit of cock to the side, pause. Man. I can't remember what we're talking about. No, the that like, remix was good. Crazy. The remix was lit and I loved, and I even busted your ass a bit like to do it all like like a rapper. Where you're like, bro, I'm not a rapper. I don't know what you're talking about. And I, 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 I think about that whenever I hear it. And mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, you know what? It's probably good that I... I felt bad because I was like, oh, fuck. I'm used to just like, yo, just do this. And you're like, I don't know what this means. Fuck. But I think it's good because it probably showed you sort of what it's like. You know, it isn't easy to make music and it's hard to. It is a craft. and It's it's definitely a challenge to, uh, you know, to, to put together a track. But it was super cool that you brought because once again, it speaks to what you've created. It's actually a cool little like full circle thing because it was rappers and Shasta Mosaic who was supposed to be on the track. But when I emailed, I emailed the wrong beat and he didn't see the second email with the right beat. So he rapped to the old beat and it didn't fit to the new one. So we weren't able to put him on it, but I appreciate him for that. But we, you know, I got to connect with uh, Joe in Fort Worth um, and just other, other dudes who are rapping and, and rapping about beer and they're beer fans. And that's to me as a, as a hip hop artist, I haven't, met many people who are, are into craft beer who would even talk about it um, in a song. So it was cool to have the three of us over this beat produced by this German dude who's worked with massive people like Shuko, Shasta Shuko. Oh, we, did, we did kind of like a foreign exchange thing, dude. Yeah, so it was LA, Fort Worth, at the time Montreal, and uh, Germany, which is fucking dope. Damn. I and didn't know about the Germany element. Yeah, man, he's like, like, like he's doing. I forgot who it is. I could check him on uh, Instagram, but he's worked with some like serious names. Like, I actually, I worked with. I bought. Fun fact: I bought a beat off him in like, I don't know, oh eight. Bought a beat. And you sound like such a fucking rapper. Oh, I don't buy beats no more. I only work with people who give me beats because it's not really that type of vibe. <laughs> I can't find him. But he, so I bought the beat back in the day. And then I heard this German rapper rapping over the same beat that I paid for and I'd already put out. And I was like, what the fuck? And I hit him up and I was like, hey, man, I just saw this. And this was years later. Um, yeah. What's up with it? He's like, oh, man, I co-produced that with this other guy and he was double selling a bunch of beats. I'll give you another beat to for you know, to say I'm sorry. And um, I know because it's uh, unfortunate that dirty people in the music industry, surprise, surprise. And um, – yeah, he gave me that beat. He he goes, here, here's a couple to choose from. So I chose that beat. I did Hazy, the original. And then when I was doing it, I think when I filmed the video, I wore the Dope and Dank tank for it. And I think I showed you. And then you were like, yo, we should do a remix. I'll bring in some other people. And then boom. And then it was like, then you were like, you were going to rap on it because you were always freestyling. Always. I was like, always freestyling. 
Like I was always freestyling. You're really good at freestyling. It, it, it annoys Lynette so much. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out to my incredible, amazing woman, Lynette. Um, shout out to Lynette. Yeah, but 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 now I got a little son, a little nine month old son. He loves all my freestyles. Oh, I bet he's about I that love. I could I could freestyle to him all day. And he no complaints. Him. None. But bet I'm the best rapper on the planet to him. <laughs> and you will be forever. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but to that point, yeah, he uh yeah, you, you you let me live my freestyle dreams. Even though uh writing is much different than freestyling. It is, eh? I feel like uh, it's it's all very. There's three main skills in rap: is, is songwriting, freestyling, and battling, and they're all very, very, very different. And if you don't work at all of them, you're not mm. going to be able to do it. So, like one of my favorite things, there's always this uh, expectation that free that like rappers who write songs can just freestyle, and I've never been very good at it, and or confident at it. Because I never worked at it. And one of my favorite shit ever was when Royce the Five Nine said he doesn't freestyle. And I was like, yes, because he's in my top five. I'm like, if Ooh, Royce, yeah, top Royce is five? Tough, top five. Royce is one of the goats yeah, to me, bro. bro. Yeah, man. I like Royce is dope. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I give Royce his props, but damn, top five, dude. For, Who's for your his, top five? Um, Hold on. Kanye West. Kanye West, Royce, Black Thought, Scarface, and um, Fonte. Uh oh! Oh, it's a rap. Kanye West, your t- hold on. So, 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 bear with me. Yes, yes. Kanye, Kanye over three stacks. Yes, I, I, Andre probably be top ten, top fifteen. Kanye over Jay Z. Yes. You got. I have to explain. It's a longer thing, and I like. You got to put a, put everything that's happened recently aside. I'm, I'm, I'm joking with you on the, on the, on the laptop. I'm just I'm just trying to understand what the scope is. Can I explain? Because it's it? also important. It's also important to understand the scope yeah. of what you're judging. Top what five. Judging. So, okay, let me put it this way: my top five is my favorite rappers. Right, the greatest rapper of all time, and I I don't believe there's a argument for it is Jay Z. Nobody is better than Jay Z ever in any shape or form as far as songwriting for like cultural impact uh accolades business nothing i don't think anybody i don't even think it's a conversation like i don't even be i'm not even that willing to even talk about it because i just think jay-z is the greatest i I, I used to argue it but now i can't i used to argue that ironically ll i used to argue cube but now in in 2023 i can't my argument doesn't stand up I just think that he has to be right, and I think I'm so saying how he over Kanye. So this favorite. is, I feel, I think it's just too obvious to put him over my uh, like, and it's like to me, it's like it's too easy to put Jay Z at number one. So Kanye's the number one because Kanye's the reason. I, I know I got a wall of Yeezys behind me, and Ye is the like he changed everything for me. He's the reason we make the music we make since like O two. Like before College Dropout came out, we were listening to him in the studio. We were like nobody yeah, rapped that's, conversational. That's, as a producer, we, we're, we're talking about no, no. Talking as a about- rapper, dude, I'm talking. I'm talking the leaks from College Dropout and the, what you mentioned. LL, love you better. He did that. Was it because of the rack that I got? Like he's doing all those fucking like the freestyles. I don't know if you remember them. 
I don't from, know, man. Like, no, 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 no. nobody I, I, rapped I, I, like that. I nobody rapped like that back I then. I but I think it. you had to be there to appreciate it. And and I, it's I, like. I, 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 but at some point, you do a disservice to yourself by your actions. Because if that. If, if, I have if to that, look past that. Hold, hold on. I'll, I'll hear you do, out. Do, do you look past R. Kelly? Fair point. Fair point. But I, I would, I don't know how much I want to get into that on a beer podcast. But no, 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 I, I get it. But but if we're just talking about like principles of like, does your does what you do impact your ability for those to digest and negotiate your craft? And I feel that he has gotten to a point to where he has compromised his craft, which is heartbreaking because R. Kelly compromised his. Yes, and, he did. and it's funny. He did. We, we, we were talking. I was talking to someone. It, it, no, it was me, my girl, and her friend. And we were talking about Usher. And we were like, "Wait a minute, who could like during the time that Usher was killing it? Like, who was there?" And then mm-hmm. I was like, "Shit, it was Kelly." And then when we looked it up, it was mm-hmm. it was it, that's what it was. And but but the fact is, is like you you, you almost like psychologically can't even register the greatness because of the compromise. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I will listen it. to a I drop it. out. I went, like, I still have like the little book that, that was, uh, what's the album after college dropout? Late registration. Late registration. No, what's the one with the, with the, t- with the bear, like uh, graduation, graduation. Like when I went to that concert, bro, like it was remarkable. Like Rihanna opened and she was kind of in an awakening standpoint. Yeah, she was the first Um, album. Wait, what? That was her first album, if I'm not mistaken, uh, around then. That was like her third album. Well, she opened for Jay Z in Australia. By the way, we craft beer, people. Just to remind you. Well, we could talk. We can talk about rap music a little bit too. Why the fuck? Speaking of that, let, let, let's crack at least crack open, um, Mama's Punch. I'm oh, I was definitely getting to that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. because in a minute, in a minute, Mama gonna be yelling from the. Uh, for, as you can see right now, it is not sunny California anymore. It is uh, starting to be nice and cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keep talking about Mama's Punch, and then we'll. Yeah, so, Yes. Yes. So Mama's Punch, um, this is our seasonal chart arrow series. It started off as a goes series um, with Mama's Keys, uh, which is a key lime pie inspired uh, goes. Um, but we started to realize that we really wanted to show the scope of how sea and canines can coexist, <laughs> um, but, but, but also how some people don't even understand that there are certain types of beer like tart ales, like sours, like, um, um, you know, you name it, naturally fermented wild beers um, and our way to introduce an entire demographic that may be completely oblivious to it was in doing a tart ale series. So we do a seasonal tart ale series. Uh, the first in that series is uh, Mama's Punch. Let's which go. is a fruit punch, a fruit punch style tart ale. Uh, we brew it with um, pineapple, guava, 
cherries and oranges. Um, we we we're really careful with the the perceived sweetness on this beer. Um, we wanted to make sure that we allowed for the ale to shine, the base of the beer to shine, while having um, the essence of this fruit. So again, you're gonna um, we, we, and and another thing. See, we did choose to leave a little bit of sea salt uh, in this beer. It's I a got Sonoma that. Yes. Um, so it is in this beer, um, but we believe that almost seasons the wort. It almost seasons the beer to allow for all these really interesting notes to come out, um, which is the tartness that is caused from the um, the yeast that we use. We use a Berkeley's a Berkeley's uh, low acidity producing yeast. Um, and then we have our, our fruit, you know, that brings its own um, style to the party. And to the point of style to the party, we always dedicate our tart ales to the matriarchs in our, in our family. Um, not often do you get to see stories about incredible black women in this country. When you talk about the, the most forgotten, the least celebrated, um, that would be the American black women. And we love to take an opportunity with the series of beers, Mama's Punch, Mama's Keys, and Mama's Peaches to talk and celebrate the black women in my and Benny Ashburn's family. Uh, this beer is dedicated to the Robinsons and the Bash family of Miss Benny Ashburn, my partner in crime of Crowns and Outs Brewing Company. Hella cool, man. Let's uh, get that. Let's raise one. Cheers. Cheers. Get that in your mat. Look at that. That's pretty. Mm. Oof. The Goza aspect of this is spectacular. So, mm. is so essentially, would you would you call it a Goza? Um, we did, um, but it does not have coriander in it. Um, technically, a goes it needs to have coriander, salt, um, and and a certain amount of lactic acid um, or acidity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just, we're like fuck a box. You know, what I'm saying at the end of the day, we want to create something that we enjoy drinking um, a full pint of because you can't stay in business very long if you're only selling ten ounces of liquid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, this beer, in our opinion, just really showcases the scope of craft beer. And again, our mission at Crowns and Hops is to preserve culture, to expand palates and to build community. And I think this beer really showcases our dedication to all of those things. You know, I love it, man. Mouthfilling. This is great. Yeah. The mouthfill is awesome. I feel like you can taste all of the fruits. Which is yep. super unique for for the beer. Like sometimes when there's like a, a, a series of fruits, you can kind of they you know become you can't really pick pick them out. But I feel like with this, you could really like that was one of the first things I noticed. I was like, oh, I can taste like I'm, I'm reading through the list. I'm like, oh fuck, I can taste all of these things, which yeah. is super sick, man. Like very very impressed. And I remember posting it, and someone commented they were. Where'd they, I think it was an Australian, if I'm not mistaken. They were like, oh, I got this on in a bar in LA, and I wish I had got some four packs to take it home. I was like, fuck, all right, bro. 
Yeah. So, so a, l- a little fun nugget. Um, I don't know if it'll be out by the time this podcast next drops. Uh, so. This week or next week? Okay. Well, probably not. But if it is something for the people to look forward to. Right now. Um, we're doing a series of um, highlighting some incredible black and brown mixologists uh, to do a cocktail with Mama's Punch. Um, it's something that we're going to be doing a series of. So every time we drop one of these Tart L's, we're going to give um, the beer to some incredible uh, Latin, Black, Asian, Indian, um, you name it. Just some incredible mixologists to do something special. Um, yeah, you know, we, we think that a lot of people are like, um, uh, you know, a little pessimistic about the beer industry losing out to RTDs, um, mm. to to seltzers. But like, I mean, craft beer is about experimentation and about having fun with the liquid. And oh, yeah. um, we think that, um, that we'll be able to uh, inspire a lot of people to do some fun stuff with the liquid that's in the world, you know, with uh, creating a nice little craft beer cocktail. Dude, that's awesome. That is so fun. This is a perfect base for it because it's so flavorful, but it's still so like this. It's a canvas too. I can see exactly what you're talking about. There's a lot that folks can do. Um, The things that we did, I know because we kept fucking around digressing, which is obviously much more fun than that. But just a couple of things I want to make sure that we captured here. Let's Um, go. Make sure Okay. Check the boxes. Check the boxes because I just want to get this because, you know, it's been a few years. We're not going to do this few years shit anymore because that's kind of crazy. I feel like we should do this more often and I feel like we should try to figure something out where we can do some sort of regular thing, even if it's just me and you shooting the shit. I'll send you some beers. You send me some beers and we try and and we just drink and talk. Like, you're the best. Like, I love you, man. Like, we've been for such a long time. And I'm like, you're just such – you're the best personality ever and I just want to, like, I feel like – just want to like hang out. I just want an excuse to like your, your, your personality needs a little work. I mean, like you know, just throw it in the instapot. Throw it in the instapot for a little while. Let it. <laughs> it's an instapot. <laughs> Listen. Hey, oh, let that shit just marinate, yeah. bro. Let it marinate. You know what I'm saying? Put some spices. Put some of that. Uh, what's that shit? The sauce with Zed that you get in New Orleans. Uh, with the hurricane. Not the hurricane. It's a spice, motherfucker. Not a hurricane. That spice. Shit. I'm sorry. Did I tell you, bro, we survived. Okay. Sometimes throws me off. I'm sorry. That's okay. Forget that. Bro, the other last week on Wednesday, we survived a once in a thousand year storm in Fort Lauderdale. We're taking Tiff's cousin to the airport. We drive to the fucking airport. The traffic's crazy. And like I was like, okay, whatever. It was like double the time to get there. Start driving through the back streets of Hollywood and Dania Beach. There's like a foot plus of water. Everything's like starting to flood. We're like, this is kind of wild. We have an SUV, thank fuck. So we're driving. We get to the airport. We get to the departure thing. We were stuck in the departure lane for six hours. We get to the end of the departure lane. So we had to like park the car. It was basically not really moving. The whole departure thing is maybe like, I don't know what it is in miles, but I don't know, 500 meters, like not much. We had to like, Tiff found a Starbucks that was open to get us some food. We're able to run in and use the bathroom or whatever. We get to the end. There's at least like two feet of water. There's all these cars everywhere that were either floating or like just stuck. And there was no cops, like nothing. And we got through it and we found out later Fort Lauderdale had 
40% of their annual rainfall in eight hours. So nearly half the year's rainfall in eight 40%. hours. The airport was flooded. Planes were damn near floating. It was fucking crazy and we didn't die. And it's, I still like, this has been a trip. Fucking America, bro. Like, I love it. I'm not, <laughs> shout out to our car. Let me show you a little bit of America. Show me America, bro. I'm out here. Let's go. So, so, so we are in uh, the Murr Park, California. It's funny. All of my friends, when they come, they say mm. they're like, feel like they're in the scene and like boys in the hood. When um, Ricky like yes. was uh, r- running in, down the alley. The alleyway. Yeah, yeah. West Side recently. Yeah. yeah I, like, I, this, I, didn't, this, I cried. I didn't care. I cried. <laughs> ah, don't reenact that. I'll, I'll cry even harder. I've had too many beers. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so into an alley outside of but Lamar Park is beautiful. That's great. The color of the building is fantastic. That's a building I live in. It's freaking cool. Oh, it's freezing a bit. But we're getting that LA goodness right here, guys. It's going to kick back. It's going to kick back. <laughs> oh, Tio, it's freezing, but it's beautiful. Look at that. Look so, at that California. So, so, that's what so that's what happens when you have a couple of uh, a brews. You think you can just do things and that you're not tethered to some internet device. <laughs> it's fire, though. Look at this. Look at this marker. Look at that. Look at that beautiful sky. California sky. Honestly. No, no, no two feet of, uh, of, of rain. Do you salute the flag every time you go past one? Because I do. What flag? The American flag. I go America. What flag? Say, say if I'm driving and there's one on the left-hand side, I use my left hand and I'm like, America. And I, and I salute it. I love it here, though. I'm not it's even American making fun. Now. I, I kind of – honestly, it's about to be a problem. Like now I'm back in – in like travel mode and shit. I fucking love it here. It is phenomenal. I love it. It's the best. And we've got an imaginary line. I don't even know why there's a border. They're nicer to me now because I'm Canadian. Unless I'm like fucking foreigner and shit. I got to put on my easy E jacket. All right. Put that on there. That that flak jacket. Be careful. Careful, careful. It's not no damn flak jacket. It's a, <laughs> a, a coach's jacket. Oh, but I like that. snap it Oh, at the top. Okay. I like that. I like that. I respect. Oh, man. Uh, brother, when are you coming back out to California, man? I've been mean, to, you saw the little canine I was holding. So, right now, he is, we have to figure out how to get him on a plane. There's a, a bunch of challenges. Uh, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. Switch the hat, switch the jacket. Let's fucking go. But yeah, we want to come out to Cali, bro. I mean, we've been talking about it. So, like, I'm excited. I want to get the fuck out there. This this year, we're like back in like major travel mode. So I'm going to keep you posted. I want to get the fuck out, man. I just want to see everything again. Like it's been so long and I, it's been cool to have a break and like work on the business and do the thing. So I'm grateful for you and I were talking off air about how COVID was obviously a horrible thing, but it had some positive side effects. And for our business, it did. And it made us, we bought a house, we got the pup, we got a car, all this shit we could never really do before. So everything's going. You called, call, I thought you called them like flats or something in Canada. A flat of what? Oh, that no, that, that's that's uh, the UK. So that's an apartment or a condo. Hey, that's racist. <laughs> no, no. 
That's those Yo. British fucks. I am not them. That shit. Yo. We got houses. When I tell you, man. Um, when I get you, you out to Canada. I know. I got. I. I definitely owe you all a visit. I, I have a. Bed. I have a room for you, bro. I have a room. Everything for you, like a bed. Like I need more than a room. I'm a grandfather with like kids and shit. We're like, gonna bring them motherfuckers. I got a beer cellar. You don't need that shit. Come through. We're gonna crush beers. We're gonna go to Badlands. We're gonna go to Third Moon. We're gonna see all the homies in the area. Like, make sure you meet everybody. We'll take you to Godspeed. We'll take you to Fairweather and all the homies in Hamilton. Where are we at? And take you to Toronto. I feel like it could be. We can. You were checking boxes, though. Checking boxes. You were you were checking boxes to make sure that we got everything that you 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 wanted to identify on this podcast. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Thank you thank you. See this cusp, is on the cusp of being a little bit too. Like now we're just entertainment to look at now. Yeah, we're just crazy. We're just having a good time. Okay, thank you. This is why I love you because this is why we have to do more content because you keep me in line. So uh, the first, that thing was I wanted to say, whatever I said before, which I've actually forgotten what it was because I must be that lit by now. Um, I think <laughs> I achieved that. And I think I just, whatever that was, we got there. The other thing I just think I wanted to make sure that we didn't, and this is a bit more like straight down the line. So can you just give us the timeline of from when we spoke last say in 2020 and you yep. had like the BPLB and then now you've got all of these beers. What was that? Where did you brew from back then? What changed? Where did you brew from after that? Like how many different places have you brewed out of? And then obviously the ultimate question is, and obviously the probably question you get all the time is, What's when the, are we opening? when are you opening? Yes, so um, so we started brewing our first batch of BPLB um, at Eagle Rock Brewing Company um, in February of 2020. Um, okay, which I'm sure is a is a time frame that everybody is familiar with because that's when everything <laughs> changed you know, uh, forever. So this, since then. Um, we have found two additional brewing facilities, one in Inglewood, one in uh, Sonoma County up north. Oh, um, Sonoma. Really Sonoma County. Bro, when I tell you, when you're ready to come back up, like. I'm a, okay. Okay. So we, we just started to develop two very specific um, arteries of beer from loggers and West Coast to adjunct and hazy. And um, that's been what we've been doing for the past two years. Uh, okay. So we have two production facilities that um, we have been using for the past two and a half years. We have distribution throughout California. Um, we do quarterly drops or um, biannual drops in Portland, in Atlanta, in New York, uh, which is the next up. New York will get Inglewood Sun, uh, Mama's Punch, the dopest. And they already have BPLB and A trills. Let's go. Um, and um, really, uh, the point of that, which to a lot of people might seem backwards, you know, because contract brewing is not a model for success. You know, mm. for anybody looking into this industry, uh, contract brewing, gypsy brewing is a fantastic way to get yourself out there, but it is not a recipe for I'm going to kill it in the brewing industry doing this. Yeah. No. Um, so to that point, we are, I would say, maybe about a month away from being able to get a full approval to move forward with our project. 
Um, hopefully by the time this airs, we will have gotten that approval. And, um, you know, uh, the thought is that we are going to open in a phased approach. So tap room, tap room restaurant, tap room restaurant production brewery. And um, that'll be pretty incredible. Um, just to be able to pour someone a pint over the counter is going to be uh, a true dream come true, come to fruition is oh, to do that, like to to do this once and, and just to pass that over. Oh, man, I can't wait. I'm going to charge that motherfucker. I will tell you because he has to be the first or she has to be the first uh, patron of Crown's Inglewood. Hell um, yeah, they have to. I can't so, wait to pay and give you fucking money oh, for this shit, man. bro. Like, Look, are we, we are, talking? We, are we talking this year? And I'm sorry. To we're talking, yeah, we're talking this year oh. for uh, for tap room only. For tap room only. Um, okay. So, so, and again, let me be clear: that tap room only will be a phased approach. Uh, I would say the 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 larger opening, if you will, will happen when we when we open the patio when we open the larger space and have the food. That's going to be the the real celebratory get your ass out to Cali moment. Oh man, okay. But you okay. can definitely come whenever, bro. We've been like we might have to leave the dog with Grandma since Grandma loves him. So maybe that's the way to go and just fly the fuck out. Tiff's mama, right? Yeah, she like you know Jamaican uh, born the one most, probably the most wonderful soul I've ever met in my entire life. She is. Wow. She. It's, she's you would love she would love you guys would get along so well but she aren't you from melbourne me Dad, yeah can i tell you a fun fact about melbourne this week it overtook sydney as the biggest city in australia so i am now from the biggest oh, city in shit. australia gang let's fucking go fuck you sydney fucking nah shouts <laughs> to sydney easy easy sorry 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 shouts easy. to sydney i'm just saying we've been like second for forever oh, no, no. I, just, I just i just heard a certain vernacular <laughs> About to work its way in. You know what I was about to say. I, I love you, and I, and I care about you know, the ways that you make money. So, gotta protect me from myself. Pump your brakes. As we say on <laughs> this is why I love you. You're pump, the best. Don't slam on them. Don't slam on them. Just don't slam. Them. Just just pump it. Just a little bit. Just like just a tap. A little tapity tap. It's 2023. These new cars are pretty receptive. You know what I'm saying? Just like boo. Tap tap. tap. <laughs> <laughs> or you, oh, you got a Tesla? You just Tesla just rolling around like like throwing nutties on people out here in LA. It was crazy. Throwing what? Nutties. Like he was just like steroided out, and he would just come out his Tesla and just start banging on people's freaking car with like a freaking like like a tire iron. It was like weird. Why would you, oh, that sounds familiar. Have you ever driven a Tesla? I've never driven. And I've rode one. There, we rented one from my last music video. And you're well, it wasn't that much money. I guess you could call me bougie. I wanted to look bougie because, you know, I just wanted to drive a Tesla. Yeah, my Tessie in a Tessie. Is that, is that what you was going for? <laughs> like that. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going for. Exactly. Is that, is that, 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 that's what I would have said if I saw you uh, roll by. That, that's my Bessie in a Tessie. <laughs> What is that from? Like City Girls or something? Yeah, of course. Shasta no, 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 no. Uh, three or five. No, that's a uh, Doja Cat and. Um, uh, okay. Oh, that okay. That makes more. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The best friend song. Um, they've got this thing where you instead of like you don't use the brake, 
you put the like the car. You know how like an automatic the car, if you got like you let go of the brake and the car just rolls and then you go. So it doesn't do that. You don't touch the brake. If you want to go, you push the accelerator down. You want to slow down. You let the accelerator off. There's, there's a name for it. Someone will mention it in the comments, I'm sure. But it's like the weirdest shit. But after like five oh, minutes, accelerator numer- numerator, bro. That's exactly what it is, dude. Yeah, dude. Like it's pretty crazy. It's really weird. It's it's very fun. There's no button, so like everything is complicated, but it's it's fun. I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? Talk about series real quick. Yeah, I love series. And this is something that I've been dealing with for probably the past, I want to say the past five, five, eight years of my life. Okay. Um, I don't understand how in any universe. Mm-hmm. To where you could travel light speed that you still have switches. How the fuck in Star Wars do they have switches and buttons still and they can mm. travel light speed? That's a good point. That makes no sense. You know I mean? It's no, a touch no screen. Fucking touch How did they think of touch screens in like 1978? Like, 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 like the fact that you got to do this it's and ridiculous. that a fucking armor something that can go into light speed that has hmm. switches. It's offensive, really, isn't it? George Lucas canceled. He's done. It's over for him. He oh. didn't think about this shit. He ain't Elon. Yeah. Where you at, Mars? Yeah, it's fucking tough, dude. It's fucking crazy. I struggle. I, I struggle with it often. I I respect it and I understand it and I empathize with it and I'd like to. Flips, not even dials. Fucking switches. I mean, maybe they're trying to uh, keep the aesthetic of the nineteen, the late seventies uh, airplane uh, vibes. You know. Horseshit. It's ridiculous, and I'm not standing for it. I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I feel like science fiction needs to be right science now. fiction. Right now. It's right over. now. What do we call Good. it? Oh, crowns and hops, no switches. No switches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're, we're like, we're on it with like, just. Just touchscreen. But you don't want to call the beer code touchscreen. It's weird. I feel like no switches is probably more yeah, on no, brand. No, no switches is pretty dope. I feel like that could be kind of cool. Maybe that could be our collab. What could we do? Maybe we. Well, we'd do... have to do a video in like a six four Impala with switches. Yeah, that would that. Hence the irony, which is obviously the coolest car of all time. There is no really discussion about that. Just like no discussion of Jay Z being a goat, Malheurismont. It just is what it is. You know, I didn't get your top five, by the way. My top five MCs. Yes. Ooh, man, that's tough. Mm-hmm. By the way, the top five that I gave you was my favorite rappers. Not necessarily. Rappers. I know that Royce doesn't make the best songs, but I think he's one of the best rappers of all time. I don't think many people touch Royce. I get that. I get that. Top top five MCs. Yeah. For me, and you know it's crazy because I love Cube, but um, I struggle with after um, the uh, put your back into a Cube. You know, I'm like. Ready yeah. to die? Or, I'm sorry. Uh, Kill a will. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as far as MCs, um, Kendrick. Really? Top five? Top five. Okay. Top five. I mean, yeah, High Power is one of the greatest songs of all time. So, I get it, I guess. Is it what? High Power is one of the greatest songs of all time. I just mean just scope. And we, we, because now we have to consider body of work, which now body of work literally makes people not be in the top five, like you. I think that's completely fair. Um, 
I just didn't expect that. That's all. And, and, and this and this is gonna sound eh, it's fucking hard. It's it's really tough, but it's almost like what's speaking to your soul. And I feel like the top five is is uh, what's the word? Not um, like it can change. It it's mm-hmm. it's what's yeah, what's yeah, your top five and twenty twenty three. Not in any order. Not so, in any order. No 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 no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. So there's Kendrick. There is three stacks. Andre three thousand. Um. There is um, Jay. Who am I forgetting? This I feel like there's someone who's list that I'm going to get like freaking like blasted over if I don't mention. Uh, Wayne. Ooh. I feel like Wayne's in my top 10. What was, was, was Wayne, if Wayne. if you really think about MCs that change the trajectory of hip hop, Wayne with Carter three, no Carter two, it, it, Carter two. Mm. Everyone talks about Carter th- mixtape Wheezy, bro. Mixtape Wayne, and and Carter yeah, that yeah, was Carter yeah. one through Carter two, and then like Drought three. The Gangster Grills mixtapes. Even before that, like Drought, did you hear Drought three? The two CD shit? Life from the 504 yes. Mr. Crazy Photo jumping like a bungee, no rope, even with the dungeon I glow, you know? So here's the significance of Carter three. The significance of Carter three is very similar to the significance. Tiff is laughing um, at us. <laughs> she walked in and she had the. This, she's like, which podcast are you doing right now? Is it this BOS? Like, no, we're talking about Lil yeah, Wayne. Maybe, maybe Tiff. That's why we're great. That's why we're great, TSA. Okay. Continue. Tiff is like, not really, but proceed. Um, please, sir. Yes. Um, if you think about the Carter Three, and you think about beer, there you go, Tiff. Um, and then you think about um, the, um, the um, Jesus Christ, the uh, Speaker Box Love Below. They both released when iTunes was releasing for the first time. So the impact of their accessibility and what they were both doing with Wayne doing trap, gangster, down south. The south already had hip hop by the whatever you want to say it in this day and age. I'm not going to get canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I respect that. But but, but what Outkast and Wayne did with those two albums, and also Graduation, I think, was dropping around that time. I think Graduation, uh, hang on, wait. No, it might be 07 because 08 was 808s and Heartbreak. So it, Graduation, if it was like 04, February 10th, 2004 – was that I think uh, 05 or 06 was late registration. That means so within those years, it was, yeah. yeah. That's a, that's but, a fair, but, but, it was an impactful time in music. Yep. But guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to take on my duties as a father, Let's, as a businessman. I respect it. Um, and I'm going to have to bid you an adieu. Let's wrap this up. Let's take the screenshot first and foremost. Wrap it up, B. So let's uh could you want to hold up some uh produce, some crowns and hubs gems uh for the camera so that the man that de- whoa shit. Wow, I dropped the eight trills, but it's okay. I apologize, eight trill. Uh 
It was empty. You know, it's funny. It was funny as you can always tell where we're at in, in a pod- podcast interview with alcohol. Yeah. When shit starts falling. Yep, and you're like, oh, they're up to that again. I'm like, guys, it's it happens every podcast. It's a beer podcast. You get lit unintentionally. It's not like the point of it, but you get lit. Actually, let me show how. Okay, you got them too. Okay, ready? Oh, you are a beast. Uh, Tia, where can everyone find you online? You gorgeous man. They can check us out at crownsandhops.com. That's C-R-O-W-N-S. A-N-D-H-O-P-S. That is on all platforms. Um, If you want our beer, you can go to our website. We have a beer locator, and we also have the ability for you to get beer delivered right to your home through some incredible partners. If you are looking for distribution in California, you can find us through Breakthrough Up North and Stone Distribution in Southern California. Or you can just reach out to the motherfucking C and Tiff from Beer and Other Shit. Let's go. I'll put you, you in the right direction. That. Don't you worry yep, yep. about that. And it's at yep, Crowns yep. and Hops everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. You be pinning heavy. Check God. that shit. <laughs> um, no, but make sure you check them out. Follow Crowns and Hops, man. Like, I just, like, I don't... I just love you, bro. I love you guys. I love you both. Love Benny. I just love what you're doing. I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Like, it's just, it's beautiful. And and just keep fucking winning. I cannot wait to go to that bar and to hand you my credit card and to be like, sir, keep hey, open like, a tab. Hey, hey see, we, we, we talked about what it would be like to have a life in this industry, and we're both doing it. So I would say that I am as equally proud of you and Tiff you are my brother, and she is my Always. sister, and I'm excited to see what the what we look like in the next five years. Man, look, this has been eight. Probably not any younger. Probably not any younger. I would say more attractive. Are you Ooh. kidding? Me? Did you see our yeah, silver? Yeah. Uh, what's his yeah, silver, silver fox? fox? We look at us, yeah, bro. Yeah, my shit. shit I'm younger than you. I got a lot of this shit, like, bro. Like added silver fox, you. Stop it. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. (laughs) Stop, bro. Um, bro, you're a fucking legend. Odd couple. Aren't we? Uh let's keep let's hang on to the line. I'm gonna wrap this up and then we can finish off offline. But um guys, please uh make sure you follow uh Crowns and Hobbs Tio. You're a fucking sick C word. You already know what I'm saying. Um guys, make sure you check him out if you're in the States. He has no idea. Yeah, exactly. You're a sick crown. That's what you are. That's what I'm saying. That's what we call it. That's the C word. Oh, people don't know about that. It's okay. Um, make sure you go check them out. But, uh, bro, thank you again. And everybody, thank you for watching and listening. And if you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. And hit the notification bell so you know when all the new shit drops. Follow us everywhere at BOS Podcast. And check out the long-form audio so you can hear attractive foxes who are silver, like Uncle Tio, talk about craft beer in America. We're we're here. We out here. Merca. We'll see you in the next episode, y'all. Peace, 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 peace.